It's very uh, exciting to be doing stand-up outside of my own country. Yeah, no, not because of you. That's how it's become. Fucking U.S., everything's so goddamn heavy. Fucking joke you tell. Well, what did you mean about that? I didn't go to the gym today. Are you calling me fat? I feel fucking triggered. Gotta fucking apologize to everybody. This is how screwed up my country is right now. Do you, you know, you know Brian Cranston, right? That dude did a movie. He played a quadriplegic. And people gave him shit. Be like, why is there an able-bodied person playing a quadriplegic? It's like, it's because it's called acting, you dumb fuck. See, if he was a quadriplegic playing a quadriplegic, that's not acting. That's just fucking laying there saying shit that someone else wrote. So tell us, what, what did you do to prepare for the role? Well, I dove headfirst into the shallow end of a pool when I was 23. I feel like I've been preparing for this role for my whole life. Right, what is up next for you? Uh, well, they're gonna do a reboot of Top Gun. Uh, I'm gonna fly it with my prom. Uh, the co-pilot's gonna be transgendered, so everybody will be happy. She won't die. Her discarded dick will block her head from the canopy. There'll be a gender-neutral bathroom on the plane. How fucking dumb is that? That's literally like watching a movie. Why didn't you have a murderer play a murderer? And how come the guy he shot? I saw him in another movie. I mean, what the fuck is going on? No, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But I think white women started it. Are we ready? We ready. Okay, y'all. Speaking of that. <laughs> Did you see the they ready? Um, you know the she, uh, what's her name? God damn it! Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. had all those comedians on Netflix special called They Ready. Yeah. <sighs> Have you watched any of them? I didn't because I heard such bad reviews. Mm. Mm. Bad like reviews. it's a consensus that she's not funny. In well, no, she, but it's but it's not her that's telling right. the jokes though. Oh, these are other folks, right? Mm-hmm. She's basically just giving opportunity to other women. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I watched most of them. So you didn't get through all of it? Uh, I didn't have a chance to do, do the last two. But um, how If she's not funny, how did she make it this far? Well, you know, according to Cat Williams, she was sucking white dick. What? Mm. He said that? Yeah, on that radio show. You didn't see that back and forth? He's a big hater of Tiffany Haddish. <sighs> and they're like, well, why can't you just support her? Like did he say she, or just not say anything. Precisely like that? Or, or were you euphemizing that, Justine? That sounded like a Britney uh, euphemization. That sounds like a me? No, it <laughs> He was... might have said something that was loosely about her, you know, ponying up to white guys. And you like, yeah, she was sucking white dick. Sucking That's what Cat said. <laughs> okay, I might have created that last little bit. But basically, that was the premise of his thing was with her, she got on because she fucked with the right white guy and it's not because of her talent and he was basically trying to big up the people that he brings along on his 
um, mm. comedy tours like you know they're funny like you know Melanie Camacho and all of them and she, basically he's saying that she didn't she doesn't deserve her success mm. and so the big thing because it was a thing like on Instagram and shit where people were like resharing a clip and stuff because mm. um, I think it's the same clip where he goes in on that radio host like oh, he right. starts talking With about Wanda. her yeah mm-hmm. And so um, that was funny. That was hilarious. It was because she, she brought did, it on she herself. Did, she did, and she did come for him, and she just wasn't ready um, at all. At all, she wasn't ready. No, she wasn't. <laughs> I I feel like you know, regardless of you know what I'm saying, what your defining moment was, like your breaking period, you know. Tiffany had the same struggles as the rest of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She didn't have shit. She was homeless. And hell, she grew up in foster care. Like, you know, so to say, like, she don't deserve it, mm-hmm. I think is a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems to be public opinion she's not that funny in stand-up. But you put her in a, in a role, she kind of shines a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. she's kind of entertaining yeah. there. You know, just her stand-up game is weak. Mm. Right. I agree. And honestly, every celebrity I've ever heard speak about her, they speak about her with such like, oh my God, she is one of the greatest people I've ever met. So right. it's Super like a great spirit. Like fuck y'all. She yeah. deserves, you know, success. Everybody she don't have to be to have for every type of success. Sure, maybe. But it <laughs> <laughs> but she's not she doesn't have to be for everybody. Just like no. Tyler Perry like not Tyler Perry specific well, sometimes. But like Medea is not for me. Okay. I think Medea's funny. But her movie I her movies like Medea created them. But uh what? yeah, they just they could be a little heavy handed on occasion and um Oh, my mom had me watch uh, Acrimony, which is not a Medea movie. <laughs> Tyler Perry, did you see it? No. But it was produced by Medea, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was by Tyler Perry. <laughs> um, you said you didn't see it? I didn't see it. Okay, but I heard so, it was good. Did you? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> What about that movie, Alex Cross? Wasn't that a movie he, Tyler Perry he was He was. He was in it. Al- he no, he, he was Alex it. Cross. Yeah, he was yeah. Alex Cross. Yeah. But, but he didn't produce it, oh. which is probably why it wasn't trash. I haven't right. seen it, but, but my mother seemed to think it was pretty no. good. It, it wasn't good. Terry says questionable movie choices. <laughs> she never does. do that again. Yeah, Listen, I heard it was the bad. thing about Acrimony is that it had an interesting. It ruled. <laughs> That's right. about it. It's it had name. an interesting plot twist, but it was exactly the way Tyler Perry does every movie he he ever does. Mm. Like it puts you in this conundrum, but I think it was just so heavy-handed, and it feels like. Why does this person have to be a bad guy or why does it have to be so far like so far left? You know what I'm saying? It's hard to explain, but like yeah, it's almost like he um like a caricaturization yes. of a person. You like know what why I mean? does Shamar they don't, they don't Moore have, have these trash braids? Oh girl. That like, bothers you he still. couldn't he couldn't just I think be, that was his first movie and it you was. have not let him I, pass. I will never let it go. You know. Him, <laughs> Boris Kojo, just because they they aren't the richest men in the world don't mean they can't get to the fucking barbershop. Girl. If not, if men don't do shit else. And they stay laid on the groom they, side. You know what I'm saying? 
Especially since like, he's that is like, offensive. he was a hardworking guy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, he got $12 for Why a, is for he a wearing cut. a wig with braids? Girl. Why are we doing that? I'm sorry. They could have just made him bald head. But, but, yes. But, but because, no, but wasn't that Malibu's most wanted black men When they went and got the wigs and he came back with the seashells. My God. But wait, but, 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 but back to Tiffany Haddish, though, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you guys made, you know, good points. Um, to, to play devil's advocate to those points, though, um, we do live in a place now where everybody is above reproach and critique, you know, and it's it's one thing to to say you're hating on someone. And it's another thing to say I'm going to critique their art. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so he should be able as a comedian to say, I don't think she's funny, yes. you know. But but everybody sees that automatically like he's hating when he's expressing an opinion. And I can understand we, even when Kevin Hart, you know, came to her defense in the whole nine because Kevin Hart is all about building people and just kind of the whole nine, you know, and, a, and he is. And yeah. I and, and I get that. But at the same time, you know, we as people have to be careful when we start censoring other individuals opinions because we don't like their opinion mm-hmm. and we all have a tendency to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't like what it is you have to say about this issue. Therefore it's hate speech. It. Right. right. You know, and it needs to be censored and you need to be fired from your job because of this rent you went on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, they're fucking words. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and when are we going to get back to a place where an individual can say words that may offend you mm-hmm. because, because, because what is important in life that can be said that's not going to be offensive to someone. Yeah. Like most important things are offensive. Civil rights was offensive to 50% of America back when Martin Luther King was having those conversations, right? So imagine if people called him a terrorist, which they did back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you, we can't have it both ways. You can't have free speech but then punish everything that a person says always. So it's like I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle when it comes to so that because assume- she is – not a funny stand up <laughs> and, and and here's the deal stand up is an art form right and so mm-hmm. people that 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 you know study the craft yeah. they get mad at all these little instagram comedians that are popping up and you know mm-hmm. yeah you make a little funny video but can you stand on stage with just a microphone and but what if they don't want to be that type of comedian they don't have to do stand up and, and you should not she's doing stand up yeah, and yeah, he's, he's and he's stone. and she's getting big deals and he's like right. she not only hasn't put in the work she is being given. I don't know about her not putting in the work, though. She has been doing stand up for a long time. I'm not saying I enjoy it, but <laughs> okay, yeah, you're somebody right. like it. Somebody is liking well, the shit. I heard that I know one somebody of her shows. Like it. Absolutely, <laughs> one of her shows. Um, so I have a friend of mine, an associate rather. <clears throat> she lives in Miami, um, and so she went to her Miami show um, around Christmas or New Year's Eve of this past year when that whole She Ready, mm. you know, that tour took off. And she basically jumped on her Instagram story and was just like, you know, I really support Tiffany Haddish and, you know, everything that she does. And I really want to be <clears throat> super, you know, encouraging, like, go see the show and, you know, we need to stick together and all that. But don't fucking waste your time. Like, this was the worst shit I've ever seen. And I want my money back. And so she was like, the girl got up there. Apparently, she's like, I don't know if she's going through something or what. But she was drunk. She mm. couldn't remember her shit. 
And she's just sitting there, like, just trying to have a conversation, like, improvising. But she's not good at it yet to do mm-hmm. that. She's not, you know, a Chris Rock or, you know, a Dave Chappelle that could just, right, D.L. Hughley, who's real good at that. He could mm-hmm. just turn a conversation into a whole fucking bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he, he just start looking at people in the audience and just start just ripping. Just going. Man. You know what I'm saying? Picking them out. And it's mm-hmm. the best shit ever. Damon mm-hmm. Williams can do that shit, too. Mm-hmm. So that, this new, well, I guess mm-hmm. he ain't that new, but Andrew, Andrew Schultz. Schultz. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's a that. beast. Yeah. He's yeah. a beast. I, I've seen him. He yeah. got a whole special on just picking niggas out. Yeah, he, <laughs> called, it, he <laughs> called it crowd work. Crowd where he just what? literally goes <laughs> yeah. up and with no memorized material and he just starts freestyling. Is it on Netflix? Uh, it's YouTube. on YouTube. Okay, I'll yeah, watch he's it been, later. He's been putting out a lot of good awesome. free Andrew content Schultz. on uh, YouTube. He, he's on uh, Brilliant Idiots with um, oh, okay. with uh, Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Uh-huh. Okay, but he's, he's sharp though. Sharp. sharp. Awesome. You know, and like people like that, like because I, I, I was going to tell you about Bill Burr's special. You know, oh, he's one of those guys that you can just tell that they stay on stages mm-hmm. and they've done big stages they've done small stages they've done hole in the wall you know all of that Mm -hmm. shit gives you experience that i think you know you carry with you and so you're right like tiffany may have been putting in work but but maybe she didn't have the right trainer right or Or maybe maybe because a lot of people go to the gym and they don't lose one pound the motherfucker's been going there every day may not be her thing it might not be her thing she She probably wants it it, but it's probably not not it's not her cards it's not and then somebody else (laughs) told me they ran into her like didn't tell me but like i read a story or saw a video or it I might have remember. been a dream no 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 i saw a video or something shortly after um my buddy posted her thing about her miami show somebody else out there said that they ran into her in vegas and she basically just was like you know um st- stay happy like out of nowhere like it was like oh hey Tiffany and then she just was giving all these words of encouragement like you know just don't let nobody take your take your shine just stay positive and this then she's like okay are you okay and she's like yeah, yeah you like, know I'm good you know I'm good. you good she tried to pull an Oprah on her right went, you know and so it, like I was like just I walking arrived. past right so I don't think that people um really understand kind of what how powerful their words are mm-hmm. and um while I don't think she's funny in stand-up, you know, I think she has star quality because, yeah. you know what I'm saying, she's just one of those spirits that you meet probably in high school and like, oh, yeah, you're going you gonna to be big. You're going you gonna to be doing something because your personality is just too large, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, she's doing this thing with the um, these kids, right? Mm-hmm. And she has, not saying that this is a standard, but she has no makeup on. She has no weave, just her regular hair, which is not, done properly and she's on this commercial promoting the kids you know the kids say the darnest things like she took a oh that's right she's gonna be the new host yeah because cosby was doing that and so now they revamping a show and it's with tiffany and she has on this blazer suit that don't really fit like she looks really basic not saying alicia keys that this is an issue you don't need to wear makeup to be beautiful no but i just feel like it's kind of early in her career to kind of take a stand like that <laughs> and <laughs> she's adorable but i just would Too assume for if, her to be natural it's you on prime time <laughs> i'm TV. sorry you it's channel you just 7. told like five stories in one up did anyone else black out or was it just me <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm just saying like i don't know what up. happened <laughs> i'm i said all that to say that something's up 
Oh, I don't know what that's, those stories were about. I'm still confused. Where were you we going with it? I understood them. Where were you Thank going you, with, with the first story? Then it just evaporated, <laughs> evolved, and yeah, I talked about two different, three different things. About it was like we days. went into another dimension. <laughs> Where Whatever. are we right now? It's just like four. I was in the green room you by the myself. Spider-verse, the, the spider universe. I was just in this green the room by myself. <laughs> Where did she just take me? Whatever. Pray for her. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That was, a, that was the moral of the story. Moral of the story. <laughs> Shit. Pray for I'm like, what? I said. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she ain't got It's like the scene from Get Out. I'm just sinking into the chair. Just like, <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> You're in the sunken place <laughs> with Tiffany Haddish. Oh my All of a sudden, that music come in. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to get back to work and had, minding my own business. <laughs> I, you had mentioned um, the fact that you know a lot of people when you were referring to Cat Williams and that whole debacle. I the things that I got from that was that you probably really enjoyed the Dave Chappelle special. I did. Okay, I did. It was amazing. You did you so? see the epilogue after it? I I did, uh, but I didn't realize what I was watching until it was halfway in, and I was half falling asleep because because I, I didn't because it, it. I think it started like directly afterwards or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah if, and I wasn't prepared for it at roll, first. Yeah, gotta, what's yeah, that? I messed that up. So he goes like he allows the audience to ask questions, and so he's just oh, sitting on stage. Yeah, yeah. you got to let that. it. You gotta let it finish and then it, it'll come in. Yeah, it was yeah. all really good for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed it. I think I watched it twice. So, I had a family member get really upset about mm-hmm. um, the Michael Jackson portion of it, just okay. saying, you know, how you could find pedophilia of any kind funny. Like, there's no way I could find that funny, is, is basically what she was saying. Right. You know, she she has a right to her opinion for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Um, she immediately turned it off. I don't think the Catholic Church finds it funny either. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Omar! You know, I think they do because they they take it serious. Do they? (laughs) So wait, she immediately turned it off. Yeah, yeah, but. I mean, it just kind of went on to say she didn't think he was funny and so forth and so on. But, like, he he talked about that. Like, when he was talking about the woman that stood up and yelled, um, what was that, in that one or was it in the epilogue part? Where he was, like, he was at a show and someone was like, um, it's not my fault that I've been raped. Like, oh, yelled mm-hmm. that. And he was just like, okay. It ain't so mine either. It ain't right. <laughs> he was just like, you know, this is comedy. Like, I'm not you know, slut shaming or, or playing it up like mm-hmm. I don't have an opinion about it. I'm just, these are just jokes, mm-hmm. you know. And then he mentioned a woman who was clearly, I don't know if she was a transvestite or transgender. Transgender. Yep. Okay. And he saw her in the audience, right? What is a transvestite? <laughs> She's trying, so stop it. I'm trying not to be. It's like I heard that somewhere before, but I'm like, what the fuck is this? Well, well that we was used the early. To use yeah, that yeah, term. yeah, that's what I don't use. know what. I, it, it was is men it that dress like women. I, I think it only dealt with the dressing part. Yeah, cross dressers. When you're, not when you feel like you're actually in a Right. Gender. Is that right. like when they use the term bull dagger? Oh, or is that different? Bulldagger? I've never in my life. Never heard no, 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 I've heard, heard of that. Dagger, but, yeah, but I don't I'm, know I'm what not that certain. means. I'm not certain. But, but whatever that is, I think that was more on the derogatory end. Transvestite was 
actually what we I think used to call yeah. the trans community. Like they were in, all trans. Like everybody was trans. Right. What like about an Israelite? You know, what about right. Israel? You an Israelite? <laughs> Nigga, if you do something with the other side, you a trans. You a trans. Yeah. What about gay blade? Where, where does that fall? <laughs> no, <fuck. laughs> But transgender, <laughs> wouldn't that be after surgery, post op? Not necessarily. The man I think it's what you identify as. Yeah, it's yeah, what it's, people it's identify very oh. So, and gray. a lot of them don't end up getting uh, the surgery. Okay. It's very yeah. great. But, but to, to, to the I'm point sorry, about you were, pedophilia. I'm sorry, you were going somewhere. You know. Uh, about yeah. pedophilia. Yeah. Uh, no, so she was talking about trans. you were going yeah, about trans. Oh, right, right, right. Trans. Oh, and he brought up. Uh, the tra- the transgendered woman the transgender woman mm-hmm. and he basically just talked about like she was she was laughing and she was having a good time and he was like <laughs> I don't know how long she gonna be having a good time because I got a couple trans jokes <laughs> right. about to unload right <laughs> and so even after the trans jokes she was still having a good time you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and so he got a chance to talk to her after the show and she just basically was like you know um, they really go in about um, how he Him normalizes. And our, well, yeah. how he normalized like R. Kelly, right. right? And she was like, basically, you have a lot of, you know, gay jokes and trans jokes, but they don't say you normalize that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So basically, people pick and choose what they, again, we've said it a million times. Mm-hmm. People pick and choose what they want to be angry about right. and bring attention to, you know? Mm-hmm. I felt like your family members should have kept watching. Basically, you know, I don't know if she actually did. We had a we have a family member in the family who is also a comedian. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of went under that thread and was kind of defending it. Just basically like in comedy, nothing can be off limits. And, um, you know, my aunt was just not. Do you think they can go comedians and go too far? Um, I don't necessarily think that. I just think sometimes the jokes aren't funny. Like if you're going to do some, so shop- if a joke, if it's if it's a joke that mm-hmm. could be interpreted, yeah. interpreted, interpreted as offensive, mm-hmm. if it's funny, you're okay with it. But if it's not funny, you're not okay with it. Yes, it's not that. I'm sorry, it's not that I'm not okay with it. I just don't think it's funny, and it's like <laughs> you was just trying to do some shock and all shit, okay. and it didn't work. Right. Whereas if you're gonna touch on a subject that's obviously a little sticky or something that somebody could be offended by, be which creative. is most subjects, if we're going right. to be completely honest. No, I, I think in comedy specifically, that is a very specific art form. And I don't I don't think anything should be off limits. Yeah, I was watching it and um, I was like. As he was touching on stuff, I was like, yeah. cringing, like, oh, because it's funny when it's, it's about it's, other people, but when it's about you, now it's offensive. Right out of here. And That's- so my my cringe was, <laughs> I'm sorry, right? My cringe was basically some of it. I felt too soon, like you know, I yeah. know they're going to trip. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to trip. This is this is genius to me. I love it. But it was like as I'm laughing, I'm like. Oh shit! Like mm-hmm. they're going to people who are not going to understand, and they have never understood comedy. Like it's funny, like Casey said, until you you can relate to it. Well, well, no, I I, I disagree a little bit. I, I think there was a point where people definitely understood comedy because yeah, it, it was so essential, it was so needed, and and it was meant to provoke. And a lot of times, your early comedians were like, you know. Um, your early comedians were your early activists, right? Like Dick Gregory. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was something about him being able to go up and give you this harsh truth, but then he's delivering it in a way that's that's very digestible because of the fact that you are laughing, right? 
now in 2019, you know, we've got a lot of social justice warriors. Mm-hmm. And, and for all the good work that they do mm-hmm. now, you know, provoking people and, and social commentary is a part of, of their brand now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they actually, I think, are pushing back against comedians, not even just because they think what they're saying is offensive, but because they feel like, OK, you're encroaching on my territory and you're doing it better than I do. And so now there's this this ego thing where it's like, OK, yeah, that that wasn't funny. You know what I'm saying? And and it's it's it is bullshit because comedians were always looking for that point where they went a little too far like like their their goal is to kind of push the limits you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and and I, I can't even imagine if if we remove that from comedy everybody's gonna sound like kevin hart yeah right and and i like kevin hart yeah but but he can only t- kevin hart stays in that lane on purpose because he doesn't want to provoke people mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i'm not ready for every comedian to sound like no. kevin hart you know, and, and giving and, us knock knock jokes, and I also think like because <laughs> that's all you can yeah, do. If I can't, because yeah. I mean, anybody that's, that's can be offended thing. about anything. The thing, unless is, you're talking about yourself, and that's the thing. You have to also acknowledge the absurdity of what it is they're saying. If if you watch that and thought Dave Chappelle thinks it's funny for Michael Jackson to fuck kids, then you're missing all of it. Like yep. to me. You have to see the absurdity in these jokes. Like nothing that he was saying was was something. Or at least I would hope not, <laughs> right? Like I. <sighs> well, I think Anthony Jeselnik's been pushing the boundaries, mm-hmm. I I, I and I don't think he gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Anthony Jeselnik. He does. He does the roast stuff. Okay. Every now and again, he's like the German Nazi-looking comedian. Right. Oh, you know this guy. <laughs> but you all his guy. jokes are dark, and and mm. he got canceled. Like his show got canceled, yeah, because the, he gets death threats. Like <laughs> he gets death yeah. threats. And he said it. He said, "If I ever die because of a joke I told, he's like that's the best case scenario." Oh, he's wow. like, he, he's like he would that would put him on the Mount yeah. Mount Rushmore of comedians. Right. Like, if someone killed him over a joke he told. But see, sometimes I feel like some comedians like that. I don't really, I can't speak to him specifically. Sure. But if their goal is to just make people uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's, that's it's at the funny. forefront. I know, but if it's that's funny. at the forefront more than the, than the funny, yeah. then I'm not usually a fan of that. Right. No, so, like he's, like when he... He got he was he got in a lot of trouble because he tweeted about the Boston Marathon. Okay. Like anytime there's a tragedy that happens, oh my god, he he. <laughs> but see, there's he no reason little, to do that. But he tells the story. Moment. But like, the way he tells the story is actually really awesome. Like he talks about, he's like, whenever he gets, he's like, whenever something happens, his phone just starts blowing up, and it's everyone he knows. Like, don't do it. Don't say anything. <laughs> 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 he's like, he's like, I haven't even looked at the news yet. If you're telling me, don't say anything. <laughs> Like, don't say anything and he was like Comedy Central was like don't don't do it oh my and he's like so I jump on the internet and do a little research <laughs> he's like find out there's the Boston the, the bomb the, the, the Boston Marathon bombing he goes he's like I didn't really go too hard he's like I just went on Twitter and was just like uh, there's certain lines that you just shouldn't cross <laughs> oh my god he's like they told him to take it down so he followed up like so who won the race <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like you know and he made a really good point point about it but he, he was like people came after him and saying mm-hmm. this and that and he's like I wasn't making fun of the people who were injured in the race I was making the fun of the people on social media like don't forget about me right. don't forget about how sad I am Uh-oh. he's like the victims 
of the bombing are not on social media because they got victim shit to do. It's, like, <laughs> it's the people that's yeah. seeking attention that he was making fun of. Right. And those are the people he do. was fucking with. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, that's why he did it. Right. He went on there to fuck with the people that. Yeah. See, that I can. Now, if you. But on the contrary, if if you have to explain the joke, is it funny? Hmm. No. Some people may not get it, though, right? Like, But, okay, let's talk about that. So, with comedians, one of their gifts is being funny. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one of Except th- Tiffany Haddish, as, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Another gift. Y'all go quick coming for Tiffany. I'm just, she I'm might a- try to pick up the podcast, and all of a sudden, y'all gonna be loving this bitch. Understand, understand, I love me some Tiffany, okay? We're but Tiffany Haddish fans. We just think she's not, not a comedian. I'm just not paying for her stand-up. <laughs> So um, one of their gifts is to be funny, but also one of their biggest gifts is to be able to communicate mm-hmm. across all like social barriers and um, all, um, uh, what do you call those, like different cultures and, and um, different backgrounds. When they tell their shit and they're up there, everybody in the audience should understand what they're saying, even when they're trying to be, you know, Oh, like inside jokish, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to communicate in a way where it's not, you know, it's not like it goes over everybody's head. Everything that they say go over everyone's head. Like, you know, typically comedians have a fan base that's pretty, pretty diverse. There's usually not just one group of people who fuck with a comedian. Usually it's multiple. So that kind of lets me know that you can communicate in a way, be funny that you're able to communicate that message across different, different like languages and different, you know, cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So if you got to explain a joke, then you really haven't tweaked your craft yet. Like it's not, you're not quite performing where you could be. In Do you my like Ali Wong? Do you like her? Ali halfway. Ali, Ali. Uh, I, I like her. Her acting. Because yeah. people think there's girls that think she is just hilarious at stand up, and I put it on one day, and I was just like, I yeah. saw She's both not of hers. Funny. I the, I the love her, but I am not a fan of her stand up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw the two that's on Netflix: the one before she was pregnant, and the one after. But so I guess maybe you have to give uh, Tiffany Haddish a pass. Kind of like that acting Nas did in Belly. Maybe we just oh, don't uh, just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I just don't, let it ride. You know, I, like, honestly, yeah. I think I don't check for her when it comes to stand-up comedy. Like, mm. that's just not a thing that I seek out. But you yeah. like Monique, though. Monique. You know who I like that don't do no Monique opened her career with a book called Skinny Bitches or the Devil. <laughs> so I've never... And you're never, a skinny bitch. I always have been, and I've never been... I've always been so... So you don't like when the joke's about you, huh? It's not so much that. You like just, laughing at other people. Well, it just kind of felt like... <laughs> you felt like she should be telling fat jokes? Is what you said? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I big just, girl jokes? Right. <laughs> and she was big telling girl big girl jokes. She so. was. I actually thought she was funny. I, I just never was a fan of anyone kind of uh big upping themselves on the backs of, of uh, or, br- or bringing other people down to like and to empower out. other people because i think uh heavier women or or whatever i don't i think that they should empower themselves without having to well big yeah. girls got a lot going they got the good coochie under that belly they right? show sure do you know what i mean so that's what i've heard they, they stay empowered yeah but you know it's hard because there's a there's a fine line between being a bully. There's she a said, fine line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fine line between being a bully, but bully, bully, 
And then there's a fine line between, you know, just being outright, like, disrespectful or racist and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, comedians have a lot of different things to consider when coming up with their shit. But at the end of the day, the the ones that can really do it can really do it. Like, to me, like... Eddie Murphy's <clears throat> coming back. Do you think he's going to kill it? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. We talked about that. You know, I, we I'm nervous. We will see. If he's going on tour, he's going on tour. He could. Yeah. He's, he's about to hit the break club. my heart he if he's not. He's about to hit the clubs, though. Which is the, which is the best route. And that's good. Yes. And that's good because that means he's going to work out material. You guys watch comedians in cars? Yes. I didn't Isn't see that. I with, uh, what's the uh, name? Seinfeld. I love me some Seinfeld. Isn't that show racist or something like that? It's not racist. Stop it. Um, it's funny. Didn't that one guy call somebody a nigga? And then yeah, not on the, the show, show, but during his stand-up, during his stand-up yes, he did. All right, so um, we didn't cancel it, is what you're telling me? Uh, it was already canceled. <laughs> the show had already ended, and I mean, we didn't cancel it as a community. Canceled. Oh yes, yes, we yeah. did. We didn't have. Uh, we weren't as into cancel culture back then, but he got. Can- he was the first motherfucker to get canceled. Oh, y'all talking about what's his name? Yeah. Uh, oh, shut up. Kramer. Kramer. Oh, this is Donald. Okay, he was talking I'm, about. He's talking about up. one of the oh man, no, yeah, like he went on a race. They played that, that and that was because he um, he was, was being heckled. Yeah, you but, know, and but he stringing just us up it. in trees is oh, not yeah. oh, no, the that, response. That was that was, <laughs> that was harsh. Yeah. But 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 I, I, I'll make this point though that I think is is important because I do think that um <laughs> you she's about like, to overflow. She's about to anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> But I think that as an exercise, take you anywhere. We all need sometimes to allow ourselves to be provoked, right? Yes. Like, like we. I mean, and I mean as a healthy exercise. Like every once in a while, when I can stomach it, I turn on Fox News, oh right? And 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 not Fox News Chicago, but like Fox News. Right. You know, I and, love and Fox News Chicago. I don't know what that comment's supposed to mean. <laughs> yeah, because Fox News Chicago is the shit. But I'm talking about the national Fox News What's where they got all one? of the the blowhards. You know, uh, Fox and Friends and yeah, yeah I like watching that. Do get your ass out of here. Anyway, it's a great show. But great but, commentary. You know, right. that's what Deadpool said when somebody said some racist shit. He was like, "Slow down, Fox and Friends." Right. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But but the, the reason I say it's it, it's it's healthy is because you know to the point that that Brittany was saying. Well, earlier, it's Fox News is the number one network. Oh yeah, I mean no no, and there's a reason for that. It it, it's not because they're the best. I think because it's the good you know journalism. Awesome. Stop. <laughs> but to the point that Brittany was making a moment ago about um, how when news. she was watching uh, Dave Chappelle, you know there were moments where she, it, it, some of his jokes got a little cringy, right? Mm-hmm. Not because she didn't find it funny, but because oh man, he gonna get in trouble for this, right? And so when you think about that. We were feeling scared for him, for him. Right. and his jokes really weren't that absurd. But but what I'm getting at, because I felt that at times, and I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck is happening? Where I'm getting soft, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this over sanitization of society that's happening. Where right. where I get it, a- as a society progresses, we're trying to become more open minded and, and more progressive, right? But me and Omar had a conversation yesterday, and he's I think even said this or shared it on the, on a podcast in the past where like sometimes living in a neighborhood that he's lived in as as much as he enjoys the amenities he can get a little concerned because he he can feel like am I losing my edge at all right like mm-hmm. when you growing up in Inglewood right. you know your mind is always on alert it's hard for a nigga to catch you right because right. you know you see him coming because you know you know man I'm in a war zone yeah. so I got to be aware that you know sometimes 
people might try to get me. But then you go into an area where it may put you in this kind of, you know, it, it may lull you into a false sense of security. That, that's normally the time where you get, you know, snuck up on is, is, is in that comfortable space. And so the point I'm getting at is sometimes it's good in life to do things. And I do this on purpose. I'll do things so that I can keep my edge on purpose. Right. Like like even when it comes to tequila tales and stuff, you know, I like to um, that's why I'll write my notes. But the element of improv has to be there. I never want to be so scripted to where it's, oh, I know when I say this, I've got a person planted over there and they're going to say this. Nah, because what's going to keep me sharp is not knowing what someone is going to say, mm-hmm. but staying sharp enough to always be prepared to respond to it. Right. right. And, and, and that's what happens is that comfortable people, you know, they like, you know, when niggas ain't hungry no more, they don't try as hard. Like even right. in comedy, mm-hmm. you know, people say that Kevin Hart ain't funny no more. It's not because he doesn't have the same capabilities it's because one he's spread very thin and two man it's a different type of humor that that comes out of a a, a, a dark space yeah. and he's in a good space yeah. now right well maybe not at this exact moment because sure. he had the accident but mm-hmm. same way with like you know musicians when they hungry and they working on the underground man they they fucking music be gritty and raw and then when they start making it it's like, like that like that in pain mary j blige uh, man everybody fire. loved crack, it the crack no, mary. Yeah. <laughs> you said the crack yeah <laughs> the domestic oh. abuse what's the four right. one and the second one yeah. um mary j and of course you never want that it's shit awesome. for them but that's right. where the fire Bill, came and, from. And you know, Bill Bird talks about this in his most recent stand-up. He was talking about how he and his wife were uh, watching um, uh, 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 Elvis' documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, and his wife is a black woman. Mm-hmm. He was basically talking about how, like, you know, she was pulling out, like, a lot of the, the subtle racism. Now, he saw the big stuff, but she was pulling out some of the, you know, mm-hmm. s- subtleties. And so... Um, you know, she basically made a comment about how, you know, he was appropriating black culture. And he said, oh, man, you know, man, you make a lot of great points. He's, but, you know, <laughs> and so he starts talking about some things that, like, black people have done that uh, where it can be said that, that we're appropriating, you know, their culture. He's like, man, every time that you're on a skateboard, I don't go and say, oh, no, you better get off that skateboard. <laughs> oh That's good. But then, so he says she laughs. But then I go a little bit further. You know, he said oh, the comedian in me wants a bigger laugh. He says, you know, you know, I don't say you're appropriating uh, white culture when you go from L.A. to New York in six hours. <laughs> Why don't I understand Because that? Uh, white men invented the airplane. Oh, fuck you. Right. And so he was sitting there. That ain't there, appropriation. Right? Get your bitch but, ass But he was like, no. And so he goes, no, no, no. Okay, I get it. If, you know, black people had the same resources and da 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 No, we invented up, the cell phone. We invented a whole bunch you know, of shit, right, y'all no, no. niggas. But he Stop was just, he was right. just <laughs> making the point that. Y'all be running into these motherfuckers. He was just making the point that in terms of, like, all the technological advances that have come okay. out of white people yeah. black people would have been on par with that if we were raised the same way yes. however what would have sacrificed would have been this great music and all of this other mm. stuff that we do that comes out of pain right. he was like man can you imagine James Brown would be doing line dancing <laughs> you know what I'm saying he was like like the shit wouldn't hit <laughs> as hard as it does and when you think about that it's like damn it's, it's fucked up that it's, that it's gotta be that way but he's right there is a reason why Yo. black people have have a, a a very soulful very rhythmic you know thing like mm-hmm. there are certain things that we we own that area mm-hmm. but then there are other areas where if we're going to be honest white people own that particular space the technology space mm-hmm. asian and whites own that space not saying we can't do it but just saying if we looked at them as a whole their race has um has has because of the upbringing and systemic you know reasons careful now have have 
Why have so? been more predisposed. I know, right? I, I feel know, like, right? You, I feel like I I'm watching you walk on a tight rope. A, a tight rope. It's a tight rope. It's a tight rope. Well, let me let me build you up. Yeah, wait a minute. I know what you mean. I know what you mean because it's it's interesting that you said that because I had a conversation. Because black people do get Idris Elba, right? We do. London niggas is different though. So I was having a conversation with my boss yesterday about (laughs) (laughs) about uh, uh, someone else who was complaining about their boss and how that their boss was um, just a really kind of terrible boss in general. Like he just wasn't uh, motivating. Go on. (laughs) Just not a great leader. Right. So, you know, I often let this person vent to me, but I've always um, told him, A, you are the only one who can control how your day is going to go. Yes, your boss is trash and, you know, they can obviously contribute to that. But the only thing you can control is yourself. And so when me and my boss were having this conversation, um, I was telling him, I, I also let him vent because I've been in that situation before where you're just with an insufferable manager mm-hmm. and getting through each day is fucking difficult. Um, and my boss was like, yeah. And, and I do want to ask you, do you feel like that boss in turn, not that you would go back and thank his ass, but made you better in areas. Mm. I was like, oh, absolutely. I was like, for one, he showed me exactly the kind of boss I would never be. Mm -hmm. And second, he made my skin tougher. He was so mentally and emotionally abusive that I was able to you know, when I'm in these scenarios and other work environments, I like I'll never cry at work again. You know, like just shit like that. Like I'm tougher now because of the shit that he put me through. So while I would never want to go back to that, I would never fucking give him credit. I would, none of that. And you can admit that it wasn't even an ideal work environment oh, by horrible. any means. Not right? at all. I mean, even, Not at all. But it made me sharper and it made and I got value from it. So mm-hmm. but even in your um emotional and and personality you know, um, like progression with that boss. Mm-hmm. He also like your attention to detail, like your whole work ethic, right? Is he, different because, because he was nitpicking. He was, he he was, was all in my fucking business. Right. So yes, so I, you're way you're more communicative. Right. You know, you're like way a more. St- a study or a statistic out there, like a, a a woman who was ever raped will never be raped again. Mm. Like she's gonna fight and do whatever. Like. Mm. I've you know, never like, read that, but I can speaking, it was something it. like that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in that type of situation, you're never going to end up in it again. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll know how to mm-hmm. get out of it, or you fight back, right? I certainly hope that that's the statistic. Yeah, I mean, because it makes what sense. What are the I mean, odds, yeah. though? Like, I mean, it happens uh, oftentimes by the same person. Per- yeah, yeah, right. But, um, but I mean, like a completely like you get okay. This is crazy to talk about but let's say you get we're, listen we're down a dark rabbit hole <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and, and, this, and I just want to be clear because I saw OJ Simpson spoke up about this that, oh, no. <laughs> that AB yes. was accused he wasn't charged yes, OJ made it clear that okay. he was accused he yeah, wasn't all I charged all I want to say is OJ might want to he might want to sit this one out he, he might, might want to sit he this one out OJ missed sports on Twitter and OJ missed sports he's popping on Twitter I don't follow him but I heard he's popping he wants to talk sports 
sports. Right. He is conversational. Nah, you good, bro. He's like, no, the juice is back, baby. No. He's like, you forgot about the juice, huh? It is loose. The juice is loose. No, that nigga is broke. He want to talk about sports. He tried to get his followers up so he can get some endorsement deals. He going to be selling that flat tummy. That flat tummy. He going to be in fashion over men on these niggas. Gloves and shit. A glove line and shit. Right. With the caption. The caption going to be like, killing them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Killer season. I need y'all to stop. This is it's terrible. a hot boy summer. <laughs> right. What was they calling the um the old man that was a snack? Remember somebody's get, uh, get somebody uh, daddy. Uh, yeah, uh, uh Mr. Steal Your Grandma. Yeah, Mr. Like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fuck, he gonna be a part of the fuck boy fall though. Mm. Fuck boy That's, fall. So it's a thing. It's now. coming. Yes, I've seen That's one person. Hot girl, hot I think it's coming. Is that yeah. who it was? Yeah, yeah. It's that hot girl boy is, is gonna fall. turn into fuck boy fall. Yeah, it's sure. coming. It's, it's coming. First of all, fuck boy is all seasons. <laughs> like they don't yeah. go nowhere. Yeah. But it's cuffing season though, so it's it, you true. know everybody about to get a little little funny around her. Brittany, what was the dark path you were about? To <laughs> oh God, I love you, Kiana. Because I just thought about it in my head. No, I'm not gonna bring it back up. Okay, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I ain't yeah, gonna let. Listen, we listen. What we are gonna do though is introduce the podcast. Cast. We have we haven't <laughs> we have not started the podcast every time. That nigga, um, you know what? I've watched this. Uh, I just want to bring this up yeah. real quick. I was watching this interview with uh, uh, Steven Seagal, and he was talking about you know like how you have to be ready. He was like when he sits down and he wants to do a podcast, he has everything ready. He lays it out. He has equipment set up. The equipment's ready to go. All the mics, everything, that's all been tested. Mm-hmm. He's like, he jumps right into the topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Steven Seagal said, this is something he's been doing all of his life, and it's and it's, it's worked out. Okay. He's and been it was doing just a like, podcast all his life? Yeah, it was just a words so of advice. So you trying to throw shit yeah. out First of all, Omar, you kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like, all I know. I'm listening like he about to drop some fucking shit. No, 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 because what he needs to end that story with is how Steven Seagal got them hands put on his ass. No. <laughs> Because he thought that he could get out That's what you need of to a talk fucking chokehold. Right. Nigga, you you weren't prepared for that. You, you weren't prepared for that goddamn chokehold that that nigga put on you. Steven Seagal is all about moving energy around. Stop. 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 He used your own energy against you. I think, matter of fact, I think, I think Kevin Hart tells that story. I think he said Steven Seagal shit on himself. Like, oh my God. He said, he said he got put in his hole and couldn't come out, and all of a sudden you deserve it. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Disgusting. Even shit is <laughs> shitty Steve. Steve. Oh my god. Alright, Go child. Let, let's get into it. Hello everyone, this is Casey Alana. And this is Brittany. And we are back with another installment of the Tequila Tales Unleashed, where we discuss everything relationships with a twist. We are here with our very special and unique guests. <laughs> Let's start off with Omar, Tromar, Gang Gang, Black Fact. I feel like we added another one last week. Hot mics. Nope. Hot Mike's is one. Hot Mike's Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. 
mercy. Welcome, O. Thank you, thank you. Blessings, bless, bless be the fruit, right? Thank you. Yes. Uh, and we are also here with our very special guest, the host of the Tequila Tales Live, the know-it-all himself, the greatest host of all time, Mr. Isaac Paul. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Thank oh you. <laughs> thank you. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. Brittany's annoyed and surprised every time. <laughs> like, she gives Jesus us the same energy. Christ. Anyway, so we have not been together for a while, so I figure we catch up on all of this. Um, what's it called? You know, pop culture gossip and, and all of those different things. And Omar, you had mentioned AB, a.k.a. Antonio Brown, which I think is his legal name. Um, and he's been in the news quite a bit. I haven't completely been following back and forth because as a non-sports fan for the most part, like there's not a lot of sports that I watch. Um, all the shit that was going on with him, I didn't even know who this human being was. Like, you know, he's apparently one of the best what, linebackers. Okay, wide, wide receiver. <laughs> Uh, in the league and so uh, the Bears he, can certainly use him no. I'll say that much <laughs> the Bears can use a lot of people <laughs> honestly oh Bears Jesus they Christ. let people down year after they go get year hmm. yeah. um, so anyway Oh, do you want to give us a little backstory? I uh, have no clue what's going on no I do do you okay I just heard OJ it. talking about it oh well right. okay so wait a minute you can't okay so it, it, in order to really talk about a B, mm-hmm. you you got to talk about the the trade debacle first, yes, right. right? Before we yes. hop up into right. the oh, deep is, dive, so, so you got to do the, the deep right dive. Right. Exactly. Okay, so here's the deep dive. Okay, so <sighs> he gets uh, traded to no, he nope, goes nope, to no 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 deep dive. He, he, before he was the, slap the shit out of the GM, right? Oh. But he was <laughs> like, so talk about a certain contract. Like, so talk about that first, it, right? Like, he talk was, about that. He first. had a guaranteed contract, mm-hmm. but was saying some. Cra- he called the GM a cracker. Yeah, was it that GM or a different out. GM? Yeah, he was flipping yeah. out. He's okay, flipping yeah. Out. And so they dropped him, and people was like, "Oh my god, all that money that he was supposed to be getting, he's not getting it anymore." Right. And but, then the motherfucking Patriots came in like swoop. Ten seconds then, later. Right. Well, like same day action. Go but ahead. here's the here's the thing too, because he was tripping about his helmet. So everybody was saying that he was stupid. So they got some new helmets, okay? And he Who was did? like uh the team. Which the Raiders. Team? Oh, okay. The Raiders. And so he was like, <laughs> I'm not wearing that shit. If I can't wear my old helmet, then I'm not playing. And so he gets on a fucking like radio or some type of podcast or something. And that's when he goes in on the GM like this stupid motherfucker, this, that and the third. Like, you know, um, I told them I'm not doing it. My helmet. I'm, I want to wear my old helmet. To me, I think it was just a ploy for him to get with the Patriots because it was like when they finally released him from his contract. The Patriots came in like maybe two days later. No, it wasn't a, nearly even that long. Yeah, it, it, it was like it a, was might have been twelve hours. Twelve hours. Right, it was like same day shit. Yeah. yeah, offered him a fifteen million one year contract, and it was almost like I, I I had said I can I can almost honestly picture this meeting for the sake and to save face for social media and shit like that in the news. We're only going to give you a year, but if you perform and do what you need to do, then here's the other contract, the real contract here type of thing like it just seems so bizarre like you're arguing about a helmet and you're willing to walk away from your current contract to do what and at that time we didn't even know 
the regular folks didn't even know other teams were interested mm-hmm. in him at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seemed kind of crazy to just be throwing shit away. Mm-hmm. And then here come the Patriots, like ah, yeah. so everybody so, knows that that was a a, a ploy. It was to a some ploy, degree. right? No way that that's coincidence. No, it's not no. coincidence. So. He signs the deal with the Patriots. And this is the reason why I also think that there's some more money coming down the pipeline for him. Because wasn't this $15 million less than what he was getting from the Raiders? Yes. Well, well, it, it, was, it was a little weird because the, the Raiders, I think it was, it was like a $29 million, $29, 30000000 million guaranteed over like, I think, three years or something like that. Um, and but so he loses that. And I think with the Patriots, I think he got like $9 million for one year or nine or 10 million guaranteed for one year or something weird like that, where it really wasn't, it really wasn't a, it it wasn't like he lost money because the length of the contract is different. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't have all the, all the guarantees. But if you're playing for the Patriots one, you're about to get a ring. Right. Yeah. That's what I think. There's a good solid chance that they're going to win again, especially with his addition. Cause fucking Tom Brady, destroyed uh who's that that they played the other night man i mean it's like this yeah. dude is out here like older than me and he is the best quarterback yeah. in the game right it's now insane. like how how do you not be a fan of this dude right here man right. like this oh, dude no, is, i'm not a fan of his but i uh, can't appreciate his athleticism mm. yeah oh i could so, be a trump supporter yeah but you a fan of kanye though i am not <laughs> that's where you got me fucked up. That's, so you're not gonna go to that Sunday. You ain't gonna go to that Sunday church, or Sunday right, service, right? Because right. no. I had see your ass I had, Sunday I service. Say, I had three additional tickets. I guess I'm just gonna have to uh, sell that last. Well, see, one the in. problem is one of my friends in um, Arizona. Her man is now like his personal chef or Kim Kardashian's personal chef. So oh. I have to like be friends with it now. Like, <laughs> stop oh, okay. it. You know, I love how you just made. <laughs> You potentially know. hanging with, with Kardashian Kanye. and yeah. Kanye. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. All right, Listen, fine. Listen, if, I, I, have if to, I have to. If I have to lay on the sword. All right, Caitlyn right. Jenner here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to try on a pair of size 17 Jimmy okay, Jean shoes. Okay, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> 17. So, okay. Okay, so he signs the contract, right? Signs the contract. Let's just say he signs the contract. They announce it on a Wednesday. On fucking Friday, out of nowhere... Now, all of a sudden, this woman has come out of the woodworks and was like, she is claiming like rape and sexual harassment and all kind of shit against him. So there's three counts, two counts that happened in like June of 20, like 17. I'm sorry, March of 20, like 17. And then another account that happened in June of 2018. So I'm reading through the story, right? The two counts in March of 2017 was um, the first account. She said that he um, exposed himself and tried to kiss her. Okay. He Louis C. Cater. Huh? He Louis C. Cater. Yeah, yeah. And so Just then. Whipped it out. Whipped it out and tried to kiss her. And so she apparently, there was no ish, there was nothing stating what she did. I already know the line it. he used too. Okay. It's a classic line niggas use. It okay. ain't gonna suck itself. Oh my oh, God! Okay. <laughs> Do y'all say that shit? I guarantee you, he used that line. That okay, so then if he did it, allegedly. What's the other one you use? <laughs> Get down there and fix it. <laughs> Get down there and fix it. So wait, so this is in March, y'all. Peep the timeline. It's broke. <laughs> Peep the timeline, y'all. So this is in March. Now, she was his personal trainer. They they went to school together. They knew each other, mm-hmm. and so while he was. Um, 
with his last team. She was training him or whatever. So now they're in his house doing this training. Okay. So she let the first first situation go when he whipped it out and tried to kiss her. They did not say what she did afterwards. If she fought him off or she, I don't know. We don't know. The second attempt, which happened that last a couple of weeks after, but in the same month of that year, um, he ejaculated on her back while she was watching TV. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny. Here's you, the thing. How do you even do that? Right. How do you, sorry. I just, no, how no, do you, you sit can, there but I just while someone picture... is masturbating and then nuts on your back? And here's the thing. She might have been scared. I, or was she sleep? You no, said, no. I thought she was sitting in a seat watching TV and he's standing behind her masturbating. But then my guy was like, Nigga, no, to, to to jack off and actually nut on your back, you're laying on your stomach, like, right, on that's the bed, that's how I picture. watching TV, and he, well, like, he nutted on her back. the back, and then he pulled out, and then just he came on the back. Came she, on her back. Maybe she missed the pieces. she's not she's putting like, all oh, the no, pieces But I, what I didn't like, the assault, the assault part, part was the, the back He nutted thing. on my back. <laughs> and the TV just happened to be on, so I was watching it. Right. So then Stop a year it. later, um, she says that he forcibly had sex with her by pushing her on the bed and pushing her head on the bed and penetrating her. Here's my issues with this story. When he exposed himself to you and kissed you, or attempt to kiss you, attempted because that's what it said. Why, okay, why were you continuously returning to his house, like, to train him? This is victim blaming. I'm not victim blaming. I'm not. I'm asking the definition of no, no. I'm no. I'm really asking a question. Like I know why continue to you could ask any domestic violence victim. Why do you go back to your husband? There's a hundred thousand reasons. So then, doesn't matter. Afterwards, okay, this is very true. So then, after it, like these charges came out. Let's say Friday, right? And then on Sunday, of course, him and his lawyer is like claiming that no, this is just because she wanted him to. Invest $1.6 million into her business, and he didn't do it. Okay, so now she's oh, no, upset. They wrote, no, they wrote a whole um, statement. And, I mean, they gave, they gave details, and the details were actually pretty interesting. Like, one, yeah, she wanted him to invest in that, but then it was all kind of shady stuff with that. Like, uh, she had liens, tax liens on it, so her shit was sloppy. Then she was trying to get him to spend Three hundred thousand on a house, right? To, for some new thing that they were doing. Turns out that house was already owned by her and her mom. So okay, that was a money grab. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about all the other situations, and he gives his, you know, perspective where he's like, "Yo, she not only went out with us on numerous occasions, and was out late at night and going to strip clubs with us, and you know, forcing herself they were to in come a back with it, right? You know what I mean? He like, released so, a video of them, like a snap video of them, like, oh, really? you know, like playing around and kicking it. Like, he had a do rag on, she had a bonnet on. Like, <laughs> they were like, kick- I'm like, wait, 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 this is this is a fucking relationship. Like, if even if y'all wasn't official, y'all were fucking fucking. Like, y'all was right. kicking it. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Y'all so was fucking. You got upset. Something happened. Yeah, right. he has to move, upset. and she can't come. Mm. <laughs> Mm. To New England, Patriot. Mm. He's like, I'm moving houses, <laughs> and uh, you're not oh, coming with shit. me. Right. And she's yeah, like, see, Oh, really, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> I need that million wait, dollars. She's getting married next week, though. Is she? Yes. 
Oh, oh, this, oh, oh, this story just gets more and more yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Like, this don't even sound like a real story. No wonder what? why OJ had to comment on this shit. No. Right, Damn. right. He was like, been there. Said, Let I me was get watching in this ESPN shit. and <laughs> this one of the commentators. <laughs> I was watching ESPN and one of the commentators, he was like, this is the money grab. Like, he's like going off. He was like, there's so many different yeah. holes in this story. Yeah. It's like, at first you hear the story and you're like, yeah. no. Like, we don't condone that. Like, fuck that, you know. But then as the details unfold and, you know, he's got pictures and video of them actually yeah. in like some form of some type of relationship. And then it's like, no, this is definitely, you know, he signs this new contract and he's got all this new potential opportunity. Now she wants. Mm-hmm. Her a, a piece of yeah. it, and she probably was reaching out to him on the low at first, and then when he was like, "Nah," like Omar said, "You're not coming with me," right? right? Or no, I'm not going to invest in that property. She probably hit him with the threat, mm-hmm. and then was like, "Bet I'm gonna go public," and and that's what we're seeing because nobody likes PR, and she probably tried to wait, and that's probably really what happened when she saw all of this stuff was going on with the news, and then he was about to make this move. She probably thought to herself, "If I was ever gonna pull it." Now's the time to pull it because he don't want bad PR right now. And, and she didn't realize. Him up moving to the Patriots. Exactly. So she was trying to, you know, blow up his deal and didn't realize. Oh, I'm sorry. You thought the NFL care about domestic oh, violence? You like thought that? Patriots, the most racist coach and quarterback and owner in the fucking Yeah, they was like, we're investigating. about race. Oh, oh no, we're no, no. That's not fair. That's I'm not sorry. fair to call them all of that. I'm no. sorry, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so. no, no. We know the owner likes to get a little head every now and then. Damn. <laughs> Back of massage parlors. So, yeah. I, okay, so here's my deal. Like, I... Um, I'm going to sound like a super lefty. Oh, oh I already know. Come on, social Elizabeth justice warrior. I know. Warren. Yeah. So, but what I will say, though, is I don't believe her version, at least not all of it. But I think just like when we were talking about the Michael Jackson thing, I think my issue with a lot of times the way that we talk about it is we like I was kind of talking to you about a little bit, Brittany, is the victim blaming instead of just looking at like the facts. Because a lot of times when what we think we're doing when we're looking for the facts is in fact trying to disprove a possible victim's story. So like instead of just, okay, you have all of this evidence of uh, him not paying for something and her trying to extort him and all that, like those are legit. But you know, they look like their boyfriend and girlfriend in this video. It doesn't fucking matter. Like boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wives get they, they rape each other. Or men rape women all the time when they're in actual relationships. So that it doesn't matter. So it's like for me, what I am hoping that some of this stuff forces us to do is to stop looking at it in one in a certain way, because most of the time when victims are coming forward, they're not making this shit up. But we're always questioning, well, why she wait till till now? And so, X, Y, and Z. Now, mind you, the timing of this is, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time believing her. But I don't want to go down a path of, like, trying to, you know what I'm saying? I, I, don't I know, know, I know what you're saying, and and yeah, it is. It's a it's it's a sticky space, right? But the challenge, I guess, the point that you're making, because I I do think that as we're and it's 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 funny too because this um this stand up that that we were watching yesterday, the Bill Burr uh stand up, he he commented a lot on on things of this nature where you know he was saying something about how you know he said when people say no means no, 
And he was like, no, not always. It doesn't. He was like, there's there's no, no, stop it. And then there's, no, stop it. You're a bad boy. Oh, my God, I never done. He was like, and so when he did that, everybody starts laughing. He said, but imagine reading that on a court transcript. Right. right. Oh, no, stop it. Oh, my God, you're such a bad person. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like now all of a sudden that no did sound like something that was very definitive. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the point that I'm getting at is that while you are right, we, we don't want a victim blame. I think we also still have to be cautious to not suspend logic. And I think that sometimes, it's just like I said, sometimes critique is now being called hate. No, it's critique, right? Sometimes logic, logically, this doesn't make sense, right? Now, did, is it possible? Absolutely. But then there are a lot of times where, you know, sometimes when we approach a situation, we can still say, mm, uh, something about this feels fishy because this aspect doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I also we we also have to be cautious because sometimes these claims have the potential to also destroy another person's life as well. So you are right. Let's let's look at the facts and and, and, and let's also put on our logical mind. Mm-hmm. And, and we should be able to say, OK, well, why? Why did you come back mm-hmm. now? If if because you were going through some emotional stuff or whatever, then the same way that you felt comfortable with coming forward now. You also need to be prepared to defend whatever it is that you're saying sure. and answer those questions. Like, 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 I, we're not just going to take a baseless no. claim mm-hmm. and then and then once we start poking and prodding to see where the holes lie. Right now, now all of a sudden, the men are being, you know, so, or, or whoever is like. And I'm like, mm, well, it's not so much that I don't want to cut you tricky. off, Brittany, because I know tricky. you were about to jump in. But my thing is, you know, we I, I feel like the uproar a lot of times is you know women don't you know they're always falsely accusing men and my issue is until one in six men are being sexually assaulted that's not a real comparison it's simply not and one i do six men may be sexually assaulted they just don't come forward with no, it. no no i'm sorry not sexually assaulted when one in six men are falsely accused, oh. that's when it's a comparison. And it's not. The, the It's a drop in the bucket in comparison to how many women. I feel like there are very few women I know that haven't experienced some sort of sexual harassment, rape, sexual assault in some form or fashion in their lives. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that for me is why I... You know, I push back against because sometimes it's not always about logic like they sometimes why I went back would make no sense to anyone because it's not a logical reason. And it it's well, I mean, I just I, I just feel like try me because in my mind, I always like to think about both sides of the of the scale right Mm -hmm. so it's like okay you're his trainer and you had a relationship as far as like like you guys knew each other in college right so what are her reasons to return right and so in my mind it's like oh that check like however much he was potentially paying her situation that's why they kept coming back to work right okay listen i need what they wanted to check that's what i'm saying like that was their boss right right sure Okay, yeah. And then whatever. It could be opportunity. you working for right, a You're not just going to quit your job one you're, day you're just because somebody and was beaten off in front of you. Okay. 
Yeah, that is terrible. But what the I'm term saying is no, 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 beating off. off. No, no, he's being serious. I know no, he was, absolutely. but the term beating off is just... Because... I don't know why it's, it's so mainstream. Just think about it. It's like, it well, just, I got to get my check. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, I don't have another job uh, lined up and this guy decides to right. do yeah, this in right. front of me. I don't blame somebody. And that could be the girl situation, because, right? Like, right. maybe she's like, he paid. That's her boss. So... That's okay. where a check comes from. So but, she goes right. back. You it's can't a, just quit. It's a big right, right. ass check, especially when you're you're paying rent off Absolutely. of that shit. Absolutely. So here's my issue with the um with situations like this. Um, I agree, Ike, and I agree, Casey. So victim blaming is terrible. Like there's so many women who are afraid to come out and say and speak up on situations that happen to them, especially um when they feel like, you know, maybe no one will believe them. And then they tend to blame themselves because of the situations that they're like put in. Like, you know, I've had situations myself where I kind of had to tell myself like, okay, no, but it's like snap out of it. Like you didn't do shit wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is you blaming yourself for some fuck shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So don't do that. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right to feel that that particular way. And some women are not that strong. Some of them just take it on the chin and keep fucking moving like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is a real thing. However, there's a dark side to the hustle. And unfortunately, you have a lot of women who, for nothing, they want everything. Mm-hmm. And so they're willing to destroy whoever they can in order to get that. And we see it a lot. And I hate that we just sweep the shit under the rug like, oh, well, you got some bad apples. No. 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 I think when it's The proven, bitch need to be locked they up. They need to be locked like, up. Because what you've done, Absolutely. especially when you have people who are in these roles like athletes and mm-hmm. like entertainers, regardless if the people they work for who pay them, mm-hmm. regardless if they, you know, say, fuck it. Okay, you was found not guilty. You didn't do it. You've literally Their just fucked my image up. Yep. Like, because now every time someone says my name and thinks about me, they're going to think about, hey, remember that time when that bitch said that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would he even associate himself around people who would do shit like that? Right. Mm-hmm. And so then you start, you know, spiraling out of control and coming up with all of these scenarios because as people, we do that. Right. And it's fucked up. It's wrong. And, and these women just get off. They find that, okay, the shit's not true. And then everybody's just supposed to come to work Monday morning. What nah. if what what if she's saying it's true, but she held on to it, as we said earlier, mm. until she could capitalize off mm. of it? What if it is true? And she That's was just like, I am, you know what? He did do these things, mm-hmm. but I was trying to figure out a way I can leverage this for money. To get the money. Or what if she just said, you know what, he was doing these things. That is interesting. And then I realized, you know, he's moving on and he's living his life. He's getting everything that he wants. Why do I have to sit here and be in this pain all the time? And you know I also, well, Omar I also does have an interesting he point, though. I, mean, I don't want to skip a, over from that. A, I don't, yeah, because yeah, that's, s- a, that's a very unique situation yeah, in terms of. You can't bank on that, though. You don't you know can't. if he's going to be, find himself in a contract that's that's worth you suing him for at that time. But it's, I also... No, no, but, I, but, but he's just yeah. saying, like, like the responsibility. Like, like okay, yes, Antonio Brown is guilty for doing this, but then she intentionally held on to it so that she could capitalize, which means that you are being opportunistic. Sure. 
where should we side in this? Right. right. Like, and should I don't he even be think punished that, that should be. She, I don't even think that should be the topic of conversation. When she but, comes out, but what and if says that was it, the case? Right, right. Like, just if, saying in a hypothetical. Hell, like, yeah. if it's where, the like, case, where, like, there's blood on both sides. Like, because, you know, in, in, in football, when that happens. But how is there two, blood two on flags, her side? Right, right. Should he not, regardless of when she chooses to or what happens, if maybe she just did it. Got right. the courage I'll I'll tell you, to I, say I, something. I will tell you why. I will tell you why. And it's funny that Omar took it there because because I was going to make another point that was along the same lines, right? Like, and, and not even in a hypothetical, but saying that to 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 take it a different route from where Brittany was saying, where sometimes um, it is a woman that is attempting to take advantage, you know, of a man like. I think that sometimes in situations like this, I think both parties can be guilty, as as Omar said, and then both parties can also be innocent, right? Like, like think about the the situation with Aziz. Mm-hmm. Okay, he didn't know that she was feeling that way, mm-hmm. right? And so it's almost like, you know, a person can look back on a situation and say, "I was assaulted," when at the time it may have appeared like they were on board. Like, like you may not have gotten full verbal consent, but you didn't get the no and the pushback. You know, he felt like, all right, man, we've been sitting here drinking. You know, I'm turned on. She, she been a little like, nah, but she let it happen. Right. And then afterwards she doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything. She comes back. And so in his mind, he thinking, all right, well, you know, I thought I might've been a little forceful last time, but she, is she coming back? So to him, Mm -hmm. he's seeing that as consent. Right. And then every time that you come back and now you guys have entered into this sexual relationship over a period of time, a person looks at that as consent. The, your logic tells you consent. There's no way I've been dating a woman for eight months. We've had sex multiple rape. times. And then I say, hey, baby, at any time in these last eight months, have I ever raped you? Oh like, no, God. I'm going to think this is how we have sex. Like, like clearly you're coming back and showing me that we're both in the same headspace. If I look up two years from now and she's telling me and she's, and she's you know, uh, relaying this situation that actually did happen. We did have some rough sex, but now she's painting herself as this victim. And I'm thinking, we've been fucking for a year and a half. Then I broke up with you and now I got paid. And two years later, you're telling me of a situation that did happen. Maybe you did feel I was a little too harsh that day. But I'm looking at it like, mm, you know, like like that's where the communication of stuff like this has to we all got to get better with it. And I, I, I do think that it's good overall because men are being more. Uh, responsible and more mindful, you know, of this. But I also think that 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 some of the responsibility in terms of moving these chains forward also has to rely on women being more vocal in those moments, right? To whereas we know definitively, nigga, this is about to be rape. Yeah. Like, 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 well, like, don't go through with it. Make it seem like it's cool. Go through it, and then later on, call it rape. No, call yeah. it rape when it's happening. Yeah, right. If, if, so, if, if, if you can, so that we can correct it, and it won't go there, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm saying I think a lot of people are being, um, are being accused of stuff that they did do that they didn't know they were doing while they were doing it. And mm-hmm. that's where it gets sticky. It's like if you might not have known that, that you didn't have consent. I do want to go back to that scenario, though, and ask if Omar's scenario was true, is she, is she wrong for any way in which she chooses to go about it? Because he was the one that committed the crime. And, she, and, and what if she's just trying to capitalize on Right, but, but how is that... If he did this to her, I'm not saying I, I would do it that way. Like if I was damaged by something, I, I, whatever. Um, if she chose like, okay, 
he raped me and he's a rich nigga. I have an opportunity like he deserves to pay for my pain. So it'd I have be to like live an exchange this. of goods and services. Okay, no, nope, right? that's not what that is. I don't think that there's anything wrong wrong with when she feels comfortable in pursuing. Like, but because meaning, but about, if she was actively ju- just letting it out because she knew she could get paid, right. is she wrong for doing that? Yeah, that's the. Question. She was gonna get paid anyway. No, not necessarily. Like, regardless of where he was, she was gonna get paid. I mean, he has an NFL contract. No, no, no I'm giving you a hypothetical. So if she, if this were oh, true. Right. And he actually did this to her, but she held on to it because it's like, this was painful. This was horrible. But I'm going to out this when I know that I can get the most money out of you. Mm-hmm. Is she wrong for... It's a, it's a cap- shitty thing to cap- do, well, but, actually, I, but no. I think that she can't. Because that's, that's basically what a civil case is anyway, yeah. right? Like, I mean, you know... Whether or not a person is found guilty or whatever, it's almost like, all right, not a civil case is now I'm going to hit your pockets to because we're going to try to make the fact that you might have killed this person's family in a drunk driving accident mm-hmm. a little better mm-hmm. by you giving them five million dollars okay. or whatever. Like, so like, that, that's so kind of an we, yeah, we kind of well, we, we, we've always yes. associated monetary gains with emotional pain. Right. Like yeah. or, or a way to massage our emotional pain. So it, it, it probably is legal. It, but sure. it's, it's still a shitty thing to you do. You think it's shitty of her? <laughs> I mean, like... Well, if well, he committed well, the crime. Like, well, just think okay. about it from that perspective. If someone rapes someone, okay. do, th- do they deserve well, well, any... i tell you what. Okay, okay, okay. At that point, it, it does make you question if it was entrapment. I okay, would start what, to think but if, what it's if it's entrapment. But what if it's not? Mm. I'm saying... The hypothetical that we started with, if it wasn't entrapment, she and she just chose to sit on this because he like deserved, I got some for your wasn't ass. Really, wasn't he really deserved, right. he, No, I got some for Kane. No, no okay, then there's so, nothing wrong with that case. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? What you're saying? Like if he did it's stretching this, that hypothetical yeah, he out, he did this right. to me. Yeah. Does he deserve for me to come out when it's comfortable for him? Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. That's, like okay. he he okay. ruined my life, and now I'm a ruin his. Now I'm a fucking ruin uh, okay. his. Right. All right. Yeah. I'll if it's that, 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 justice was served. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, and I'm not saying that's the I case. This is no, right. hypothetically speaking. We are, and neither one of us <laughs> are lawyers. So right. None of us know shit. <laughs> we just an expert this at commenting on Facebook posts. <laughs> right. 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 This is the Legal B podcast right now. We're singing it. <laughs> that is oh, that but, is but no awesome. plot twist though Casey I, I didn't think about that I mean you'll know if it's that real the case, if that. Gloria Allred or that other chick oh, if they come if it. they come Where to the you know it's real it. when they show up like stop somebody's it. getting paid <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh shit just write the check now just man just write it now man. well speaking of proper sentencing um, Felicity Huffman got 14 days in prison for okay. her participation in the college admission scandal. Now we had touched on this a uh, few podcasts ago when the scandal first broke. Sure. And that we initially, I think we kind of came to the consensus that we don't want anyone to go to jail for this type of thing. Right. Um, in this situation, you know, obviously people continue to compare it to the fact that uh, there are black women who went to prison for quite some time in comparison to this situation. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think that this days was is like stop it? Do you think that's that slap that, on the wrist? Like, but I why think would, they going after Aunt Becky though? She, they, I think they might go. They gonna after get a Aunt slam. Becky. She gonna get thirty years. <laughs> she ain't gonna get no damn. Years. <laughs> you know, they gonna slam her ass. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Felicity, the difference with Felicity is she did 
plead guilty and 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 hers wasn't as big like um okay. Becky shit I think she dropped like half a million like she there was did. some sca- no, half a there million. was there was like wi- wire like fraud and everything I'm like yeah she getting thirty. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, she's not getting thirty though. <laughs> she's about to get that time. She, <laughs> if old girl, because the first person like to go like three, in to plead, the first person going to plead, they usually get a break. Yeah, the last person holding out, they gonna get slammed. So like, wait a minute, she we, was sitting there eating McDonald's and shit, you know, yeah. saying, smoking cigarettes. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the one that initially pled not guilty, and they was gonna fight it to the end. Her husband was just like, no, we are not. Mm pleading guilty to this but yeah I think they I th- talked to them lawyers and they was like the first person going there and get the deal that's usually they get the lighter sentence yeah, the okay. person that's holding out thinking they innocent right. <laughs> does this yeah. make Felicity Huffman a felon yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Guilty. charges. Yeah. I know, but it did, but if it's not a felony, is it a no? Felony? It's a felony. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Okay, and she pled yeah. guilty, so yeah. She'll do probation and get it expunged. She's rich. And, she's a rich right. white person listen, listen. and an actress. It's not yeah, like, yeah, like she's she trying to work at a bank. If they send Martha Stewart to the big house, they will send her ass to the big house. Yeah. So yeah, she she yeah, yeah she might get a, a, a couple years, and and they'll probably let her out six months to a year. Good. Yeah, but she'll be sentenced. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can see her getting five. That would be interesting. Yeah, I'm not. Sure. I'm not saying I want to see that for nobody. But this is so stupid. Like, if, if you had that much money, just go. Just right. Why didn't you? There were like so you said, many. Open and then they were shitty schools, so they weren't even like. It wasn't even like Harvard and Yale. It was like some shit you can actually get into. Yes, and not say, not even that yeah. USC on, isn't a good school, but like, it, like you they said, weren't it tier wasn't one. Ivy. It was like tier two schools. It wasn't like it was Cambridge. Yo, Omar, she probably wanted that shit to be believable because her daughter is dumb as fuck. Right? They're like, yeah, we know you ain't getting into Yale, bitch. Like that's Princeton. Nope. Brown. Nope. Nope. We say all the red nope. flags would have just shot up. They'd have been like, <laughs> like USC. They like, no, nah, we saw her YouTube video. It's no way. It's uh, no, no right. way, That's my so nigga. She be, she be putting that makeup on fire. <laughs> so, um, I do want to touch on the fact that our favorite uh, woke warrior is in the news right now. Who? Uh oh. <laughs> Your guy, Sean King. I was just about to say, has anyone heard from him? Uh, yeah, so they the, were going back and forth. The title is called "Black Fights Matter," and um, oh, that's funny. what D. Ray McKesson slammed Sean King amid fraud accusations. <gasps> D. Ray McKesson, civil rights activist often associated with the Black Lives Matter movement, has basically accused fellow activist Sean King of defrauding the public. At one point, D. Ray and Sean worked together until they had a very public falling out. In the time since, neither one of them has spoken on the actions of the other until now. Earlier this month, Sean King released a 72-page report that contained an in-depth account of his finances since he began fundraising for social, social justice issues. The report came amid hitting back against fraud accusations after he w- was announced as an honoree for Rihanna's upcoming Diamond Ball. In D-Ray's piece for Medium, he explains how he once trusted Sean until things got funny with the money. He also detailed how the people who contributed to Sean's report all worked for him or with him in some way. Not to be missed, D-Ray also listed several out several other of Sean's failed or questionable projects and his habit of silencing those who speak out against him. Here is an excerpt of D-Ray's piece. Sean has followed a uniform pattern over the years, a pattern that has compelled me to speak up again. This is not the first time I have done so, and I am not alone. Johnetta Elsie and I were in a previous public disagreement with Sean about issues of transparency and ethics that ended 
in his apology. Sean also deleted all of his tweets and noted that he would focus on journalism and would not engage in attempted organizing or fundraising. Important, importantly, he made this commitment to others, both, both publicly and privately. It's clear now that he did not keep those commitments and after a brief hiatus reemerged and began engaging in some of the same behaviors that caused the last public conflict. It's important to note that Sean's journalism has done some good by bringing attention to stories that may have gone underreported or overlooked. But the person who paints your house before he steals your car has still committed theft. Damn. This is not a demand or desire for purity, the mythical status of flawlessness that does not exist. Integrity, on the flip side, means that we model relationships rooted in trust, consistency of values, and a demonstrated willingness to grow. So... The activist is beefing and, uh, you know, what I find interesting and, and not surprising, and I don't know what this is. Maybe you guys can shine some light on it, but it feels like any time you have like prominent activists all throughout history, there ends up being some scandal involved with them. Why? Like, what's the deal there? Because activism as a brand isn't really a thing. Okay. Right? Say like, more like everybody else has a job. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you go, you do this thing and I get this in return, you know, um, hell, even in philanthropy, yeah. you know, you're, I'm asking for donations for this cause. I'm hopefully being transparent with where the money is going and, 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 and these are the results from your actions. Activism is basically the guy that uh, stands in front of uh, the gap on State Street. You know, it's 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 can you it's, explain that for people who don't you know, live in Chicago? You know, so if you aren't from Chicago, um, literally for the, like the last probably 40, 50 something odd years, like this guy's been out here for a very long oh, time. Oh, you, you if you come into the city, you can guarantee that he is going to, to be there. Man, they call him the State Street preacher yes. um and he sits out he's got his microphone and a little uh little portable um speaker <laughs> and 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 he is just telling people that they go going to hell he's sitting yeah. there with a suit on and he is saying bible scriptures he's like a minister of what i don't know but he's been a fixed i don't even know how this nigga's getting paid right how, like how but he's somebody is paying because he don't even have a little change thing out no. there to get money so somebody yes. is he might be rich as fuck he and we just don't be. know did it did you but see the new guy right here on 71st and jeffrey i have not that's <laughs> weird. i'm not even gonna get the to that but the, the the point i'm making is that is that a, a lot of times like like it, anybody can be an activist right mm. and so when anybody can be something it, it normally means that that it doesn't take a, a certain level of, of skill or, or um, you it know, just, research or take, experience. gumption and moxie. That's it. Yeah. That's it, right? And so essentially those same people that do that, while they do do good by, by shining light on stuff, they are also incredible egomaniacs a lot of times. Because anybody that thinks yeah. that I'm so fucking special that you need to be listening to, to what I say to do, not because I've actually done it myself, not because I've got this long, illustrious history of success in, in other areas, you know. No, because I got a microphone and some people are paying attention to me, you need to be following me. Like, I, I think that if you follow that trail, right, and even the ideologies a lot of times that they, that they preach, it, 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 it can go down a dark place. It can go down a dark place where... Um, it's like a group thought 
type of 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 mentality and it's not it's, it's not always based on actual logic they they don't always base their thoughts on facts I, you know and so that that's that's a that's a and like you said, throughout history, mm-hmm. anytime you see that type of person emerge, mm-hmm. they are normally tyrannical in some regard. Mm-hmm. Even like like you've got the State Street you don't think preacher. That was harsh, huh? You don't think tyrannical is harsh? No, because because it literally it literally like like you when you trace that 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 group thought ideological mentality that says follow this because I say so because this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Even if it begins with pure intentions, mm-hmm. it normally is going to have. A detrimental, dangerous outcome because of the very, uh, um, the very dangers of 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 what blind following of ideology. Whether it's religious, there's a lot of religious tyrants, right? Sure. You know, I mean, think about it. They all started in small churches. It was good, but right. then more people right. start following you. Now I got this God complex that I'm bigger than the message. Yeah. I'm bigger than the movement. And, and and once you get into that space, you know, like right. like like Omar says, false prophets, right? So, and then you look up and it's like, okay, damn, how do we get here? Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, that's how. Because so, I feel like, actually, to take it a step further, I think that you're absolutely correct. Like, it, it gets into this whole egotistical, I'm right, you're wrong, and I got the key to, you know, the problem. I know the issue. All y'all got to do is do what I say. But... In that retrospect, because you got a lot of people who follow those types of people and those types of movements, and we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their moment. But I think that when you have a bunch of followers, you have a lot of people who are just as loud as you are, and everybody wants their moment. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants their, their time to shine, at least the people who get into that type of work. Think about the type of person who is an activist and we've seen them fall one by one and it's always some bullshit attached to them. You know what I'm saying? And it's all around their social presence and and how they appear to the public and the shit that they've lied about in order to seem bigger than what they are because they all want that attention. They all feel like if you're not paying attention to me and you're not you're not listening to what I'm saying, then you're going against me, you know? So first off, that relationship between him and, oh, dude, that wasn't going to last long anyway. He could have agreed with Sean in his message and his and his ideas and, you know, what he wanted to do, but because they were two strong people and he has his own message, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't going to last long anyway. And both of them should have known that, that he was going to end up not working for him and doing something on his own. And so them two button heads, I'm not surprised about. When it comes down to this money situation, this I'm a little surprised about because I did consider him because of the attention that he was getting from celebrities and he was reaching out directly to. I remember when he was starting to put this shit together and he needed signatures just to get, you know, get some leeway. Then he gets the leeway, gets the damn LLC. Now he needs some donations and everybody know you need money in order to make shit change. And you need money in order to put shit in motion. So I didn't think he would fuck up any money because of the type of people that he was trying to rock with. Right. You know, and those types of people tend to be on the up and up with they shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they're not necessarily handing you, hey, here's 10000 It's, you know, my accountant going to look at it mm-hmm. and we'll send you a check. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you just going to their crib and just getting some money from them. You know what I'm saying? So... That's that's why I'm a little concerned with this whole money situation. It's a little surprising, but 
I'm not surprised with the whole relationship between him and, and, oh, so, and the guy. So this was interesting because, so I, I, I agree with your point about, um, you know, you not being surprised because you get these two strong personalities and that there's bound to be some friction. But but the, the part that I'm actually not surprised with at all is the money situation. Mm. And, and, and it's right. for the same reason why I think America a lot of times gets fucked up. Mm. Um, while the, the social experiment of... Uh, electing Donald Trump as president may not have been Social the wisest uh, thing to do. One of the things that I think has always been dangerous about America is that we elect people to make decisions that have never done shit except for politics. A lot of right, talking. right. Because think about it, right? Like, and that's what I was saying. In 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 life, if I want to make money, I have to be doing something that provides someone else with some benefit. Politics. And speakers are the only people where they get paid because of popularity, right? And so what that means is, is I'm going to say anything that I need to say to get a check because Sean King, and not to not to 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 discredit or disrespect him, but he he unless he's selling books or things of that nature, he's not he's not providing a product or a service, so. You know he's not he's not earning money on his own. He's only pulling in money from other people. So so he, I, I I can't expect him to be the wisest steward over finances because I can't look at anything from his past to, that they can say oh well here's a person that's built two three businesses. He looks like he's pretty good at managing money and managing an apparatus and operation. No, he had a big voice and now he's trying to figure out all of this other shit as he goes along. And so it might not even be malice on this point. It might just be that he. Disney, he, he wasn't reared in the kind of environment that would make him an adequate steward over maintaining finances. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes I wish in, in, in politics and in, in, in policymakers, there were more real people who had real type jobs that really understood not just politics and political bullshit, but like get some engineers in that room. Right. Get some teachers in that room. Get some mechanics in that room. Then get some business people in that room. And then let's see how we feel about social issues or, mm-hmm. you know, tax issues and shit like that. When you actually have real people, mm-hmm. not motherfuckers that, yeah, you rich, but the only reason you rich is because 200,000 people voted for you in this thing. And now you got lobbyists that's trying to give right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing about who you are really qualified you other than the fact that you were able to convince other people that you knew some shit. Right. Like that's not like, like, and we do this all the time where we place all of our beliefs and our hopes and our, you know, you know, finances and all of our resources in the hands of individuals who are pretending like they know shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you how to be a fucking real estate investor, you know, and I just started selling real estate a year or two ago, right? Everybody's a, a life coach, Right. Everybody's a relationship guru and shit like we live in this environment I'm nowadays where it's like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like, what the fuck makes you a life? Because you alive. <laughs> Nigga, we all right. can be life coaches if that's the case, because yes. we all got life. But yeah. everybody's a fucking expert nowadays with no credentials. That's I true. guess there's been a rise of people who are astrologers, too. Word. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Are you serious? Yeah, because of like social media, they say that it's been like a 50 percent. Increase of people that are experts at astrology. Because they share yeah. memes that says, "Because I'm an Aquarius, <laughs> yeah. I use Crazy. logic over emotion." Like, Crazy. Okay, sure. Somebody's selling something, and somebody's buying. There's always, always someone buying. Always. There's always a sale being always made. Sale being made. <laughs> always. Well, I want to end on um, this this story. This. Uh, Saturday night, Saturday night live story. I don't know if you guys have been here. About going Pete on. Davidson? No. Um, so, 
there is they just so you know leslie jones jones thank you that show you related mm-hmm. okay uh <laughs> my little sister got you uh, you should be richer i feel like I'm doing okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so Leslie. That sounded so honest. Right. Like I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm good. I'm so, uh, you know, Leslie was departing SNL and they hired three new comedians. Um, mm. I don't think just because of her, but just, you know, they hired three new comedians. One of which is an Asian guy who was a writer for them for a while. And uh, one is a white dude. The white dude right now is being... Um, uh, boycotted against. Well, I don't know if boycotted is the word, but they're trying to get him the fuck out of there because they canceled him. They they ju- well, canceled. right, because <laughs> they pulled up some old shit, which isn't super old, but uh, he was using racial slurs about Asians. Mm. Brittany. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, you can't get a job at SNL, Brittany. No, <laughs> it's not going to work out for you. Um, so basically, it was you know brought to their attention that um, he had... Uh, sorry, my, my computer's not loading. Um, basically, he there was a video clip of him using an anti-Asian racial slur that resurfaced um, where he said... Let me see. Just hours before or after it was announced that he would be one of the new three SNL cast members. Um, A further look at his publicity posted works reveals a long history of denigrating women, Muslims, and the LGBT community, among other groups. An episode of Gillis's podcast called Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast, he tells comedian Matt McCuster, China's fucking nuts. Let the fucking chinks live there, says Gillis. He later recalls a restaurant being full of fucking Chinese in there. It's probably a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> so or he was he ain't in even good fucking, with the racism, right? Or he was in San Francisco, right, like bro, right. they're everywhere. Um, so I guess what I wanted to touch on, just to kind of round out the conversation that we have been having. Is there because he is a comedian? Cut his balls off. Okay, (laughs) not doing any of that. He is a comedian, so you know, I I literally just said in this very podcast that nothing should be off limits when it comes to comedy. But when a person is potentially hiding behind their actual bigotry, um, should we? Should we differentiate those people or accept that, you know, because he did respond. um, It could be unfair when you've said when what you said is dissected and taken out of context, said Nick Marks, an editor of the 2013 book Saturday Night Live and American TV. I don't think in this case that's where that's what we're seeing. These are comments made in the past year. So I doubt that there um, so I don't doubt that there are some pretty intense conversations happening behind do- closed doors at SNL today. Um, in a statement tweeted Thursday night, Gilli- uh, he, he defended himself um, as a comedian who pushes boundaries and said he would be happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said. My intentions is never to hurt anyone, but I'm trying to be the best comedian I can be. And sometimes that requires risks. So, right. So my question is, <sighs> you know, was he was he taken off of Saturday Night Live? 
or is he? No, he's one of the new hires. But right. as soon as his name was announced, then this stuff came out. Yes. So, now, but it was within the last year. So people just dug up some some recent oh, okay. shit that he said. Gotcha. And was but like, he hasn't been uh, removed from Saturday not Night yet. Live. Not oh, yet. Shit, not, not yet. So this, so, this is recent. recent th- this literally just happened. Okay. SNL has not returned a request for comment. The show airs on NBC, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so they haven't made a decision yet. Okay. But I, I do wonder if, if he... Yeah, I mean, listen. Um, okay, so I, I guess my thought on that is if Saturday Night Live uh, decided to remove him, I understand, right? Mm-hmm. And it probably isn't a bad uh, uh, deal. Right. And, and and it's not a bad deal, not to be controversial, but it's not a bad deal for the same reason of why Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL. Right. When you are messing Hart with host the, um, Oscars. you know, when you're messing with the money of the brand, then you become collateral damage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't expect SNL to, to fall on the sword because someone made some jokes that, you know, uh, were left of center, you know, and, and, and people found them offensive. So. I get that. Um, I also think that sometimes the question is, is, you know, First Amendment rights, right? Like, like he has the right to say things and to test out that material. But one thing that we all have to be prepared to do is, is uh, accept the consequences that may follow whatever it is that we say, right? And, yeah. and so, I, I mean, think that's, there that's is, I and I do that. think there's a difference in taking risk and being edgy and using actual slurs to describe people. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I have never heard. Well, has has Dave Chappelle called anybody like a faggot or, pardon me, like I'm, I'm using faggot. this in, in a, before fucking the tequila deals gets canceled. We already been canceled. I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. We're not we're not famous enough yet to be canceled. But uh, please don't take this out of context. I was just curious if he's used the f word or. Um, it, like oh no, you don't have to say the f word. We can say faggot. I mean, yeah. all right. I mean, and we're I not calling somebody a faggot, but we can say the okay, word. Okay, fine. But the point is, or something. Right, but I'm I'm saying, has he ever used it to describe a group? Because in this case, so the guy says, uh, "Let the fucking chinks live there." So even like, let's just say that was within a joke, and he was on stage. Mm-hmm. Is that different? Well, so, uh, okay, so here's here, here's what we got to be cautious too as black people, right? Because you know, for a long time, we've been able to call anybody anything, anything. because we were the race that. You know, had endured slavery. I mean, yeah. we, can we were call at the top of the food chain, cracker, right? We, we the top of the food chain of racial slurs. Man, so <laughs> right. Slurs. So so when it came to that, we we can say anything mm-hmm. because oh, well, you didn't have to deal with slavery. For, right. And so that's what's so interesting is that, and I think that's even what Dave Chappelle was pushing back against is okay. Now the LGBTQ community is. Um, is is that new thing, right? Okay. Where where it's they're like, moving up the food chain? <laughs> oh, oh no, they're they're at the top now. I where think it's the like trans, you can, not necessarily all the LGBT, not the the well, LGBT, but the trans. We're kind of grouping them all in right, together, but, but yeah, nah. but no, specifically the trans. You're like yeah. you got to be you you got to tiptoe. Yes, right. You got to be careful. You, you got to be careful. And so you know, right? But 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 what I'm getting at is that, but then even in that sense, though, they still have the right. To be racist and to say things and to, you know, same way with black people. Like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I can see a black person saying something about some Chinese people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and saying something like that. So and, do you think because he's a white male yep. that it's like, you yep. can't do that? Yep. Okay. Yep. And and, and now, I don't, I, we can we can have a debate on the, the fairness of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's 
That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast, right? You know what I'm saying? But 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 I can understand the pushback that people give sometimes when they're like, you have the freedom to speak freely, mm-hmm. but then you're, you know, denying my freedom to speak freely. So, Brittany, you hate Asians. What do you think of this story? <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> I don't, I'm just playing. I don't, Y'all I don't, don't, don't I take don't me hate serious. Asians. Oh, I had a little stint with one Asian. <laughs> and for a minute, I didn't prefer them. This isn't, I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying this is what had happened. Right. But no, before you continue, though, because I do want to touch on that. I think, and I don't, I'm not giving dude a pass. I'm just, and I'm not giving most people a pass when they say some racist things. But I do think we want to be careful about canceling people for everything. Because I feel like we've all had some extra racist thoughts. And and said extra racist things amongst one another. So, I'm not saying that that makes it okay because like you you were saying you had an experience with this woman and and I understand that and um you know we don't we ain't around a whole lot of Asians you know no, what I'm saying but I so with <laughs> you know the long and, way and the long way and here's the thing here's the thing I saw always be my maybe I saw crazy rich Asians yeah, I you think sound like I a white am, person I am the n- you I know have two black friends I have one Asian friend but she is Pakistani, so it's a different Asia. It's not Asia. It is Asia. It's a different Pakistan. Side of, it's not East Asian. Pakistani in India? Is it? Oh yes. shit. Girl, well, you know, that wasn't ever my thing. I know. Um, but any or I'm sorry, India. India. Yeah. Okay, so uh, God. Okay, here I go. Sounding all fucked up again. <laughs> uh y'all just you know, it's, it's just whatever. Right. We I don't even still. care. Um so I have a take on shit a little differently. And I had this conversation because, you know, the whole situation just falls into that conversation of the bathrooms. Remember? Yeah, we, we're not going to go back we're there. We're not going to go there. But <laughs> I just feel like that there's a priority list. You know what I'm saying? And if, you know, African-Americans, we're still getting, you know, all this racist shit happening to us and getting called nigga and shit like that. Everybody else going to have to take a back seat until we can get through that. LGBTQ, y'all going to have to sit the fuck down because it's just not priority for me. We got shit that we, we're dealing with systematically um, amongst each other and just still after so long trying to figure out how to overcome the mental and emotional damage that has been done from generation to generation and still trying to figure out our fucking place. Like, while we add so much to life, period, you know what I'm saying? We are still stereotyped. We are still dealing with a shit ton of shit that should not be happening. It shouldn't shouldn't be happening. So I can't put any urgency on other things or other people feeling done a certain type of way until we can truly overcome our shit, which I feel like we never will. Um, With this situation with this guy talking about the fucking Asians, um, you know, he shouldn't have never fucking said that shit. Do I think he should be, you know, strung up and hung and fired from his job and shit? Right. Should he not get the job now? I think he should still get his job. Okay. Uh, Look, Y'all got fucking Trump in office. Y'all can't fucking tell me y'all this sensitive. 
There's a thousand motherfuckers that have looked at a black person or talked shit about I a think, person, I, a black person, and yeah. still has their job. So let me. I can't be that fucking sensitive to right. you. I'm sorry. Well, I'm what I not. will say is that I do see some people kind of feeling like, well, fuck this white dude. Like, there's SNL has a long history of plenty of white comedians getting an opportunity allow another minority to slide up in there but he, also let's keep it clearly above. snl also they ain't got no goddamn limit they have always provided opportunity for you know everybody always absolutely not well <laughs> in my but, little time span of paying attention okay. <laughs> Brittany, i appreciate your honesty absolutely, i really fuck. do <laughs> I, look and y'all look people just don't like it and I get it. You want to be upset. Be mad. I'm not. I'm not fin to. Here's Whatever. the deal. Let me he, give y'all a solution. He I got, misspoke. Right. I, girl, no. Whatever. No the fuck he didn't. He racist. But he that's racist fine. But fuck. let me tell y'all the solution. Okay? I have the solution. Okay. If you, if you, especially if you're a minority, black specifically, if you have an issue with SNL hiring this man and... The fact that there are very few black women on that show and they had to have a whole campaign to get black women on that oh, show. Yeah, damn. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Like, I Carrie, you don't that remember shit. that Carrie yeah. Washington skit? She had to come and play all the black women. Yeah. That's um, funny. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> I retract are, my last statement. If you have, if you are someone who enjoys sketch comedy because sketch comedy is not for everyone, you but keep saying it. It is true. It's, I mean, it's true, but it's so funny how you give that disclaimer. I do, comedy. because I feel like people judge sketch comedy in the way that they judge other Yo, things. So funny story, real quick. It's so quick. I'm so sorry. So I asked Casey. I said, hey, girl, you going to um, watch a black lady sketch show? I'm excited about it. And so Casey go, yeah, girl, I'm a support. You know, sketch comedy ain't for everybody. <laughs> and it's like every time someone mentions sketch comedy now, that's what she says. Sketch let comedy me, ain't for everybody. I'm not. like, oh, let my tell, God. Let me tell you why. Because there's so many sketches that can be hit or miss. Yeah. And I feel like, and the reason that I preface that with this, this that I'm about to say, I'll, I'll take, just let me finish. Mm -hmm. So, uh. A Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO uh, just finished season one. Sherman's Showcase on IFC is hilarious. You probably never heard of it. I, okay. Funny story real quick. I watched that scene you you told us to watch. Uh, Drop it low for Jesus. No, oh, DeMonto Jordan. How he actually did it. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how he, he did, did it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we watched the whole episode. episode. Uh -huh. Now... The Sherman shit I can't get with. Sherman showcase? Yeah, I can't. Okay. I, I just, it just, it was trying and I was trying and I was like, But ah. it was one episode. I know. But and you, like, it wasn't it was the beginning. Entire, no, I watched the entire thing. No, to get from to the, the, the first episode because this is their first season. Right. No, I'm talking about the one that the Montel Jordan appeared in, mm -hmm. that scene. I'm saying you haven't watched it from the beginning of the series. No, 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 I haven't. I just watched that mm -hmm. episode, not just that scene, because, mm -hmm. you know, that actually came towards the end of the episode. Right. So we watched the whole episode, mm -hmm. and we had to find it, because you really wasn't that damn descriptive. Have on you which seen episode. Drop It Low for Jesus? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. But awesome. I get that sketch comedy is not for everyone, right. like... And it, it's just one. it's just very hit or miss. Yeah. So you have Sherman Showcase on IFC and you have uh, Southside on Comedy Central. I have watched 
all of them. And they, Southside, I think, is hysterical. But I think that they all have some hit or miss moments. But if you're into sketch comedy, there are so many options out there now to take advantage of. And you should support those. Like, instead of, like, and we've talked about this on numerous podcasts in various different ways when we trying to cancel so-and-so or we trying to boycott the Oscars or whatever. Like, we got shit now. Like, we have things that you can go to and watch, and they're actually good. And the more that we actually support them the more that they can survive. And that's why I say sketch comedy isn't for everyone because I do want people to go into it with a certain lens so that they do continue to support it because it's like... Now, one of the actually really, really good ones that most of their sketches were hysterical was In Living Color. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't remember any that I didn't find funny, but it was also the first time I had seen anything like that, so... So, here's... I got a question. Yep. How about this? Okay, so... Can we agree that, and mind you, I am, let me disclaimer this. If you're racist, you're you a know dick. It. Clap your hands. Okay. Fuck you and fuck all your Breitbart ass friends oh and fuck them all. Okay. You should just, all right, like, we got dissipate. It. Okay. Whatever. So that's my preference. Okay. But to <laughs> play devil's advocate here just a little bit. Um, okay. Can we all agree that? Certain things happen to us and help change perspective and change train of thought. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Sometimes it takes for you to be immersed into a situation in order for you to see a different perspective because the times before you've been kind of jaded and boxed and and you've only been able to see things from one lens. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. We can agree Mm -hmm. with that. Right. Okay. Cool. Um. What if, okay, so this dude is offered a job now with SNL, okay? What if he already had his job with SNL, right? So think about it like this, right? Okay, he gets the job. I say he should get the job. And then if he was to continue with that type of behavior after holding that position, then cancel his ass. But... He hadn't had shit prior. You know what I'm saying? So No, he was on the comedy scene. Oh, yeah, but like... Very rarely does SNL find random talent out of nowhere. Right, but I'm saying, like, he wasn't really, like, that big a deal. Like, I... What, what the fuck is his name? It's a great question. <laughs> Which probably isn't important. I mean, I, 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 see, I see what it is Shane that you're Gillis. saying. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so I'm saying, like, what if, you know... You know, but now see, that he's on this also, larger scale, are we rewarding? Okay, let, let's let's think about um, n- corporate America. Right. Do we give people chances, like like if we find out you have a criminal record and you're trying to work for a bank, like you used to steal and you're oh, trying damn, to work that? for a bank. Do we give you a chance? Absolutely not. Know. Like it, you know, it's it, it maybe apples to oranges, but like sometimes you gotta take your L. Well, I mean, like you, if, if it's you staff, don't, meet, you can't come work for my bank. But I mean, if it's battery, we might be able to talk about it. As a <laughs> as someone who works for a bank, any any criminal record, I understand it. But you then don't get that hired. person could be like, ugh, you know, like security. We hire security. <laughs> But like, ugh. that's all right. We no? don't need that. Okay. That's nope. That's funny. <laughs> um, but but I mean, it, the question when you're talking about cancel culture is, as a society, when and who determines 
uh, whether or not someone cancel. can be redeemed. Oh. It's not even about the cancellation. Because, mm-hmm. see, everybody's quick to cancel, but nobody talks about redemption. the redemption part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't figure out if Kanye is canceled or not, <laughs> right. right? Because no one can. We haven't niggas was quite hating made that good with, the, with the MAGA shit, but. All of them niggas was at Northerly Island last weekend. Oh my God. And, and they were and so happy can I say to be there. And they were happy to be there. And from what I understand, he did, you know, an incredible job. And everybody was like, the music was, you and know, really touching. the crowd. You know, and, and when you talk about people that are really in the, you know, gospel, that, that, that they feel that music. I mean, like, he's doing something, uh, once again, as he always has in his career. That is is crossing genres and 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 forcing people to bend outside of their comfort space, right? So everybody loved Kanye last weekend, Mm -hmm. but then we hate the other side of Kanye when he's also doing the exact same thing, but again, not the shit that we want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Um, Who who reinstated him? Right, right. You know, now maybe he's at a space where. You know, he's uncancelable. I don't know. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, but I'm just saying, there was like, never that dialogue. There's like, always this thing where, but oh man, I'm, I'm done Kanye? with him. Right? No, there was never, I never saw that dialogue. It was like, man, no, what's going on with canceled. Kanye? Yeah, yeah, uh, man. he got canceled. Did he? Folks, really? folks, yeah. folks was but going people, in on him. But the, the reason that it's so bullshit is because as soon as you do something that makes people feel good, that makes them want to watch it, what like people's memories are so fucking short. And it's not just us. Like I, you know, I know that I I would say that black Twitter is probably the loudest. Um but we forget as Americans how terrible the economy was when Obama came in office. And so, you know, when when Republicans or conservatives in general just talk about how much he wasn't shit and didn't do anything. Come on, black folks say the shit. Sure, exactly Blow right. My fucking I know it stresses you mind. out. Don't don't blow a gasket. We're we're good. We're cool. Um so so when they when they say that, but it's like, do you know how fucked up the country was back in 08? And so we we have this short memory and as soon as someone does something to make us feel good i guess there's sort of an unspoken redemption so with kanye yes he was canceled but now he's doing his music and it's kind of fucking fire so he's back like it's you know it is what it is that's why i feel like so much of this is kind of bullshit but a part of me appreciates it too because cancel culture i i assume if you're a celebrity or someone that got canceled in a major way um, by what feels like everyone, that could be huge and heavy for any human to try and, and deal with, mm-hmm. whether they deserve it or not. And so I think that I appreciate that people's memories are so short right now because you can come back Listen, from it. I'm still trying to figure out how Chris Brown is still out here. He is living his best fucking life. Winning, okay? <laughs> winning. Like, when you consider... Who he got into it with, yes. and she's winning harder winning. than any. I mean, y'all. and every once in a while, a person to make a joke. I think even Dave Chappelle threw out something, and I know every time Chris hears, he like, "Fuck, why don't right. y'all let Stop that, shit, that go? shit up?" But it's wild that you are still able to fucking win, right? Yes. Like that was a really bad. It was bad situation, and I heard his latest album was the shit. Right, yep. I ain't listen to it, but that this is just what people are saying. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'll be at the concert. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, I, that's, that's all day that's, long. That's I mean, fascinating, right? I mean, but but again, right? He did something 
horrific, right? That that was deplorable. Um, you know, I don't know how people feel about whether or not he got like like some people would have preferred to see him just go into a hole and, and never emerge again, right? Yeah. You know, and I guess the danger in that is that everybody's got a little blood on their ledger, right? Like, I mean, if you if you start peeling back the layers. Nobody has lived a life that is just free from sin, you know, um, or free from having made a wrong decision, even when you have the best intentions. Sometimes you just do some shit that just doesn't pan out the way you thought it was going to be and people get hurt. There's some collateral damage. Right. And, And if we don't have that ability to be able to feel like, one, we can come back, but then two people are going to accept us like it just that's just such a dangerous place for us to be in from a societal perspective right. you know and and i feel like everybody's heavy on the you know and, but, but but that's just mean-spirited people that i think I, I i i think that's some internet shit you know like some internet troll shit where it's like a few people found out you could be funny by being a troll and then everybody else started trying to do it and really what ended up occurring is just this big like negative type of state of mind that everybody's incorporating as though this is like, like I look at it in the, in the, in the comments. Now, if you go on, on Instagram, Mm -hmm. top comments are always some negative shit. Somebody trying to be funny and it's got thousands of likes behind it. And it's like, it's like you guys are just trying to one up the last person that Mm -hmm. made a funny, you know, shitty comment or whatever. Like that's not even probably really how you feel. You just thought, Ooh, yeah, I'll probably get a lot of likes from this. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and I'm early in the post. Let me say it first. You know, that 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 little bit of serotonin high that you get. Social acceptance is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah. Like, people are so concerned with how they appear to other folks. Like, individualism doesn't exist anymore. Um, that whole idea of groupthink is huge. It's mm-hmm. like, you might as well go on and drink the juice, bitch. Yeah, you get punished if you, if, even if you try to think otherwise which right. is crazy to me considering how different we all really are Absolutely. like all of us are so incredibly different like there's some things that we all see eye to eye on but day to day our lives are totally fucking different we're yes. all consuming different information we all have different friends we all are attracted to different things we all have different tastes in food but then when it comes to certain things all of us got to think the same on that particular mm-hmm. issue and if and you if think you at all differently you know, people are willing to castigate you. I, that's, I, I think that's incredible sometimes when I think about how and, and, and therein lies the the danger in in ideologues, mm-hmm. because that's essentially what they're saying. Right. It's like, no, just follow us, like suspend right. your logic. Oh, no, uh-uh, you ain't got to worry about thinking. I'll do the thinking for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we've already we've already pre-made the decisions for you. We've already you know, we've made it easy for you. And when you understand America and American mentality, I can understand how that happens. Right. Because automation is very important in, in our world. You know, we we have to learn. In order for, for life to be easier, we have to automate processes, right? Like, you know, that's essentially what our habits are. You know, I don't want to have to think about how I'm going to brush my teeth every day. Mm-hmm. It's just something that happens automatic, right? So I get to free up brain power to think about other shit mm-hmm. while I'm brushing my teeth because I don't have to think about brushing my teeth. The mechanics are, are so, you know what I'm saying? This is a from, a, from a, from a psychological perspective, I understand the benefits of when things are made easier, mm-hmm. right? But 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 we forfeited 
our own mental capacity and and now we've we've outsourced that. Mm-hmm. So now we're letting people do our thinking for us, even when it comes to politics and shit. That's why they got pundits now. Right. They used to just give you the news right. and you made you us the fucking decision. Yeah. Now they like, oh no, we're gonna give you the news and ten niggas yep. that all look different, mm-hmm. different sizes, shapes, colors, backgrounds, and we're gonna tell y'all what they think and then you get to pick who you like. Who you like out of them. How about I wanna say something totally different? How yeah. about I don't want to hear what none of them have to say? And then I get to make my decision on my own and then vote for who it is that I want to vote for. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't have to identify as that thing. As that thing. You know, right. who I voted for shouldn't be who I am. Right. Like, because I, you know, and I I retract my hatred for the Patriots and <laughs> fucking Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But, um, the, you know, Bill, Bill and Tom Brady are probably very nice people. Well, I don't know about Bill. He might be an asshole. But oh they could be really nice people. And the fact that they support and vote for Trump, to me, is trash. But it's not everything about who somebody is. Like, I think I get frustrated when people can overlook so many shitty things that Trump is and does. Um, but... W- the point is, I I do my best, or I don't like being put into a box based on either who I voted for or where I live or what I do for a living or any of those things or who I choose to spend my time with or anything like that. So I try not to do that with anyone else. So I do uh, reject my thoughts earlier. <laughs> well, good. I, it's that's on awesome. it's on shaky ground though. Yeah, at least you're trying. You know that that's what matters. You gotta try. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Ike, what's up? Do you have an opinion? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, and I don't even know where I'm gonna go with this. I'll just try to keep it brief. Uh, cause, cause I haven't really formulated an opinion. I don't even think it's an opinion to be had, but, uh, there's been in the news, uh, recently a gentleman by the name of, um, I believe his name is Malik Yoba. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a just, I'm a ride out with this on my own and shit, you know, since, since Casey didn't bring it up, I'll make this my opinion. Go for it. Uh, you know, and, and and it's probably best that I do it because, uh, Brittany was, was liable to say something that was going to get us canceled. So I'm actually kind of saving us. I'm kind of saving us, and 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 I probably need to turn her mic off just pre- so that, could you so, so that <laughs> just she unplug it because she is going but, um, to ruin our but lives. But it it it's so he came out recently um, and sharing that he is attracted to um, tr- trans transgender women. Transgender women. He's attracted to he's all women. Attracted right. He's to attracted men. to all women. But he's attracted, but but including transgender women. He's attracted to men. Um, Stop. I'll I'll let this is not for you. I'll let people go and do their own research about you know the statements that he made and you know um, because I'm I'm not going to give the full report right. Either you know about this or you don't. If if if, after you hear my opinion, research it and then definitely formulate your own opinion, right? But um. You know something about that I just really don't rock with, like the the his whole this whole shtick that he's got going on, right? And it's I, something about it feels disingenuous, and and I haven't figured out what yet. Um, I will admit that I also don't fully get it because something about it 
just feels it, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a point to let you know that oh no, I like women and everybody know that Malik women yo but like women. You know, I ain't no, I ain't saying that I like women. But then you're making it a point to let us know that you find transgender women attractive. Now, news flash. If a man saw a transgender woman and it was a good looking woman to the point where you almost couldn't identify that this a is Jen, a man trying Jen to look Mark. like a woman. Have you seen Janet Mark? I, I don't know. She's but, beautiful. Okay. Uh, you know, because, yeah, because I've seen, people have sent some pictures and there'd be some people that look like they Filipinos or something and it'd be like five, six badass chicks and they'd be like, yeah, these all dudes. And I'd be looking at that shit like, oh my goodness, they would have got me. Like they would have tricked me until either they pulled out a penis or, hold on, let me see that. Let me see that she looked. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, now now she, she does have some some stronger features, right? But but still a, attractive woman. So so if you said Ike, look at her, she fine. And I'm like, hell yeah. Shit, I smash, she'd be like, Okay, yeah, used to be a man or is is in transit. I don't know what her space is, but if you told me that after the fact, I'd be like, Oh word? Whew, man, yeah. Shit, she 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 she'd she'd tricked me, right? Like that's I'm saying most men would fall inside of that category. Now, if after you knew that she used to be a man um, and and still even had male parts, if you say to yourself, oh, I'm still attracted to this person, like, and I want to do something with them, like, yeah, I like that. Like sexually. Sexually. You know, okay, this is the now we're going into a different realm, right? Like, like, and you very well may, and, and ugh, God, it's 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 so many different um, layers to it now, which which I understand and I respect, but him coming out and saying that it 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 felt so, like I said, disingenuous to me because it just felt like it, he says he was saying it. Because he wants to put it out there and and destigmatize, you know, people who are attracted to you know trans. I it's it's something about the stance that he's take. Even when he was on one of these programs, um, he starts calling out other people like name dropping. Yeah, I mean, you know, Eddie Murphy and da 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 and da da da. And it's like this sounds more like you're coming out, right? And if that's what it is, then own it. Like, don't don't try to Monique this situation where you try to turn something that's going to be personally self-serving for you or maybe a closet that you've lived in that that you're ready to come out and come out boldly. But now it's got to be a part of a, a of a movement and and people are walking around here hating trans people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we definitely need to grow in that regard. But in, in my opinion, I felt like there was something about the way that he was doing it didn't really feel like it was about the people. It was more about him, you know? And I think that, you know, inside of this space, right? Like, because, you know, we are starting to navigate into a very gray space as it relates to um, sexuality. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, admittedly, it's getting very complicating, you know? Um, and I think that while we are being progressive and we are trying to be more understanding, that we do need to pump the brakes a little bit and, and accept that the greater majority of, of society is not there yet. 
and that this is going to be um this is going to be a slow arc like 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 we will probably move towards being more progressive holistically but all of a sudden it just felt like you know like even as I'm having a conversation I'm I'm trying to mince my words so much to make certain that I don't say anything fucking wrong and what's wrong like I it's so it should be okay to not know right like it should be okay to be ignorant and 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 and, and seek out information you know what I mean but nowadays it feels like like Everybody's just zipping their lip and nobody wants to say anything for fear of getting canceled. Right. And, and, and there's such a huge danger in that to me, because what ends up happening is the same thing that happened to racism under the Obama administration. It just goes under the rug. Right. We sweep it under the rug. and We pretend like it doesn't exist. Therefore, we pretend like as a society, we're progressive as a society. We pretend like we're understanding. But no, we're just not having conversation. We're just not communicating. We're just afraid to actually share what's on my mind, even if it is a little politically incorrect. It may be a little politically incorrect, but I should still be allowed to say it because how am I going to grow if I can't have a conversation, if we can't have these type of debates? And then I share my likes, my dislikes, my thoughts, my opinions, and then you do the same thing. We hash it out. Maybe I walk away still feeling the same. Maybe I walk away with a different, more elevated you know, frame of thinking that 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 would have only come about if that conversation or that dialogue was allowed to be happen you know, it was allowed to occur right and you know i therein lies to me the danger of the cancel society it's one thing that why don't we move from a cancel society or a cancel culture to a correction culture right cuz there's a difference like no 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 i'm going to correct you right like what you're saying right now is racist. What you're saying is bigoted. What you're saying is homophobic. And then while the debate is while we have this exchange of debate, after you make your point, then you sit and you listen to the point that I'm about to make and attempt to feel where I'm coming from. Because then what we may end up doing is balancing one another out. Right. But somehow there's these self-righteous individuals that feel like they know everything. And then the moment that you say something that's against whatever their ideology is or whatever the new flavor of the month is, if you go against that, you're not woke. You're not this. You're not that. And I'm going to tell you, that is how you get a Trump in office, because there is a growing number of people that are getting tired of being taught or told how to think. And so then you get a person like a Donald Trump that comes out. See, there are a lot of people that voted for Trump that aren't racist, but they love the fact that Trump appears to give a fuck you to society. Oh, I'm supposed to do this. Fuck you. I'm going to do me. Right. And then he's winning because people that's what they like. It ain't that I agree with all the racist stuff that you said. What I agree with is the fact that you said what was on your mind and you knew it was going against what everybody else is tiptoeing around. All the social justice warriors are telling you, oh, you're racist if you think this way or oh you know you're a sexist if you do this like people get tired of feeling like they got to live under the boot of someone else's judgment right like and they can't laugh anymore i can't laugh at a joke anymore without being called a racist so then you get this dude that comes out and he's as brash as donald trump and you're like yeah it ain't that i support him i support that energy right and and, and we don't want to nail ourselves into a space where like i said we can't be open we can't be honest we can't share our own individual truths even if it does offend someone now there will be some repercussions that we have to obviously deal with but 
man, it's just we really got to be cautious as a society if we are going to continue to go down this this realm where we uh, limit people's ability to be able to share honestly and openly what's on their minds and what's on their hearts. And so, you know, um, like I said, I kind of bounced all over the place with that or whatever, but uh, I guess that's my opinion, you know. Uh, and sticking to it? I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, <right laughs> well, there, you know, I have the pleasure of being able to record with my bestest friends here today in person. Mm-hmm. I'm in Chicago. I am in Chicago for a very specific reason, though. There is a young lady on our team that we love named Jessica, who is getting married tomorrow. By the time this comes out, she will be a married woman. So Jessica, a.k.a. Alfie, if you are listening to this, we love you. We are so happy for you and uh, can't wait to turn up tomorrow. Absolutely. And I'm going to wear a dress. No. Okay. Nope. Nope. No, I'm that, joking. Congratulations, Jessica. <laughs> I love you, Jessica. Lord have mercy. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate our listeners. You guys are just everything. Um, you can share this podcast, please, with your friends, coworkers, um, bill collectors, people that you come in contact with on a day-to-day basis. It's okay. We will not discriminate on the listeners, we appreciate every last one of you. Um, you can um, listen to the podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, uh, Spotify. Um, did I miss anything? I think that's everything. Um, yes, for now. And um, yes. Visit our uh, website, our Facebook page for updates. Um, Definitely our Instagram um, page to keep you um, aware of what we have going on and different events that we have coming up. Um, Because while you guys listen to the podcast, we would also love to see you guys whenever we um, have things going on um, in a physical state. (laughs) So thank you again. Bye. Bye.